Thank you for joining us here on the Johnny Ray Debate Show, the special episode that we have where we always have a special guest host. Uh, this week I have uh, hip-hop artist, battle rapper MC Stoney Potson. He's going to be here talking about all things from politics to music, a little bit of movies, got a lot of personal experiences. I've known this man for uh, quite a bit of years, most of my most of my teenage years and into my adulthood. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, we're going to just be uh, chopping it up, talking about everything under the sun. Uh, stay tuned, but first... Today, podcasts are all the rage. Everyone wants a voice, and now Anchor has given you that voice. Anchor is the easiest way to podcast, whether it's political or fun, about parenting, or just your day-to-day routine. Anchor is the free, easy way to get heard. Anchor allows you to create, edit, and publish your podcast right from your smartphone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so you don't have to. It's everything you need to create a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All right. Welcome back to the Johnny Ray Show. My guest is a hip-hop artist, a battle rapper, an MC, Stony Potson. How you doing, man? I hear you got this uh, this battle rap thing going on here. You want to talk about that, or you want to just jump straight into current right, events? I'll, def- I'll definitely plug in uh, BBMC. Uh, you know, uh, we got a, we got an event going on on September 5th in Glendale. Uh, I'm up against uh, Lost Temp. Uh, you know, so he's going to be, uh, he's going to be dying on that card. And, uh, ironically enough, you know, the event's going to be taking place. I'm going to be battling the day after my sister's wedding. So that'll be fun. Oh, see, see, so you're going to be hung over and kicking some ass on battle rap. Okay. I'm going to be hung over. I'm going to be battling in a suit and tie, just looking fly as hell. And, uh, my boy, Anthony, you know, his, his girl and like all of her friends, uh, and she's gonna be inviting everyone to like it's gonna be like a hundred hundreds of people there. It's gonna be a dope event. I can't wait. Okay, okay. You have to change your name to the Hitman. You start battle rapping in a suit. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get on my loaded luck shit right now. Like, uh, yeah. Well, until you get on the Cassidy stuff, you'll never be anybody. Cassidy, you know, murder movie. He, he's had he's had Cassidy running for years now. Man, he ain't been running nowhere. I promise you. Have you well, seen how big he got? He got fat. He ain't running nowhere but to the donut tour. I promise you. What? What's the What's the last memorable thing that Cassidy did? He got hit by a car. <laughs> nah, like his last memorable thing he did was an impression of fucking of, of disaster. Like his style, like you know, when he gets all yelling in everyone's face like this and whatnot. Like, ask anyone, that's his most memorable thing. But after that, nothing. Oh, he did do an interview, like a three D hologram style, like Tupac did. So that yeah. Was kind of- yeah, I have a really, you know, it's sad, man. Growing up in in the music world and then just falling completely out of it. I don't listen to any of that stuff no more. I don't. Oh. I don't. I, I used to YouTube videos all the time and sit and bump disc tracks all the time. Man, I don't even do none of that no more. All right. 
It's 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 I don't know when it got so difficult, like when it started feeling like a damn job, but it did. Um, yep. I still find myself going back and listening to that old shit though. Like it's just fun to listen to. But, you know, yeah, you just, I catch I catch myself every once in a while hearing one of my old songs, you know, and and kind of reminiscing. Like, man, I remember when I did this song, I was I was sick, or man, I was tired when I did this. I stayed up eighteen hours doing this one. Anyway, I even went back and uh, listened to them old DZK disc records. Like, man, yeah. I never thought this motherfucker was hot and shit. You know, I thought his shit was fire. And, and fucking now I listen to it and I'm just like, man, I could I could slaughter this cat right now. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, shout out to DZK, though. You know, he has come he has come back out lately. Um, last thing I, I, I heard from him well, besides his new material was when he tried to uh, you know, dissing, uh, what, what's his name? Joker. The, the oh, group. yeah. I see. see the last thing, the last thing I heard was from him was that, didn't he, uh, didn't he do a song with like Bazaar or somebody from D12 dissing Eminem and got into a big old problem uh, with that? Yeah, that's when he managed to single-handedly bring down not only his career, but, uh, his friends' careers as well. Uh, yeah, see, that was the last real thing I ever really heard about him. I, I, I caught a little bit of that and was like, man, that's just kind of dumb doing it like that. But hey, God is it mistakes, you know? If if you wanted to get Eminem's attention directly, like he did it brilliantly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, it was a good plan on paper. Yeah, like you know, because he did have a legit diss track that did technically feature Twelve on there, um, and Cannabis too. So you know, was Cannabis on there? See, I never even heard the track. I didn't even listen to the track. It was, uh, yeah, cannabis. He he did as about as well as expected. Uh, and DZ, he, uh, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Like you know, he did a lot better disses in in the GRBs and whatnot. But you know, he's dissing M, and it's like, dude, you're basically dissing your fan base as well too. Like he opened the fucking door for you. What are you doing? Uh, but it was funny reading the comments. Well, I- I, I would have to disagree with that. I think Vanilla Ice actually opened the door because uh, he was, you know, he was the the first big time. It depends on how uh, on how you look at it. Like, yeah, Vanilla Ice, like, might open the door in some instances, but you know, nobody. I mean, really, if you want to get technical, the Beastie Boys opened the door. They like kicked the door off the hinge for yeah. any white. And, and nobody took white rappers seriously until Eminem showed up. Eh, I think I think what you're you're more alluding to is nobody did the the serious rap until Eminem showed up because because I mean really to be honest Beastie Boys I mean they were they were bigger than Eminem at one point in time I mean they were they were number one all across you know like I think they they were the innovators and then I think Eminem just took it to a more serious level he did the more serious rap where the Beastie Boys were kind of joking and having fun with it. And Vanilla Ice was just doing it to make money. Like, you know, you can see the Beasties or Vanilla Ice going to the Scribble Jam Rap Olympics and shit. Yeah. I think I think Eminem was just the more serious artist. And I think he, he was the longevity artist i mean he's still doing it what 25 years later yeah it's uh 
<laughs> he's got to be coming up on 50 now. Yeah. And his beard is weird, if you ask Machine Gun. His beard is weird. Um, I don't even know if he still has the beard. Does he even still have the beard? I don't see Eminem because I don't pay attention to him. I, I've, I've literally put Eminem in, on left field with, like, freaking DMX. Like, him and DMX are on the same level to me now. DMX did that uh, did that versus battle with Snoop Dogg recently. Yeah, I've seen something about that. I still haven't really got got the time to to watch that to see what What's it's DMX? even about. I've even heard about DMX. The, literally, the last thing I heard about him was that shit he did with Snoop. But now he's getting political. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. I mean, that's everybody now, though. I mean, everybody's putting in their two cents about politics. I mean, you got. Friggin' Taylor Swift putting her two cents in every five seconds. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, she's I mean, she's all over all over the Twitter sphere with her with her political agenda. I mean, I I take celebrities' political points of views with a, a dab of salt and a lot of irony. Most celebrities are so secluded in their own little world. They they operate. They don't the even know what they're talking about most of the time. I I don't know if I said this or not, but they operate on a on a on a different level to where like you know they have the kind of income where laws become suggestions. Yeah, yeah, they really do. And and I mean, I can't take a person serious like that says to to tear down the wall and let everybody in that lives in a, a $10 million house with a big castle wall around it and an iron gate that you have to be a safe cracker from Ocean's Eleven to get into. I can't take them serious on their political points of view. Eminem actually uh, had someone break into his house recently. Really? Yeah, I, I just I just remembered that. Uh, some someone claiming to be a, a super fan or something like that, you know, which is probably bullshit somehow. But anyway, this guy uh, managed to get past Eminem security, and Eminem was the one that actually had to catch this guy in his kitchen. <laughs> was he making a sandwich? Now that would he be was, awesome. He was making a big ass sandwich and shit. Like I don't know what. <laughs> that reminds me of that of, of that Friday after day. What the hell are you doing in my kitchen? Making a big ass <laughs> sandwich and shit. <laughs> oh man that cracked me up i uh, was someone, uh well, it's, someone it's like it's what gets me is like these these rappers specifically rappers because they make money off of guns and drugs and that's what they rap about i mean even eminem his entire fan base <laughs> was made off of killing his his wife and and obscenities at his mom and he was saying no one was ever no one was really saying in hip-hop at the time like, yeah you know, but now he's turning around talking about well we need to be united well where was that when you were killing your wife on a track and had your daughter singing about it i mean come on now i get people change but <laughs> why does he get a pass but kevin hart don't get a pass you know what i'm saying like if people change that's fine, but it should change all across the board. Not, not Eminem's okay because he fits our agenda. Kevin Hart's not because he he made a sexual tweet eighteen years ago. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, I remember I, a time I, when Eminem had an entire song talking about how he was going to kill homosexuals. He had entire songs about this. I mean, yeah, like, you know, but at the, at the same time, like Eminem, he's, he's came out publicly and said that he is not against, you know, gay people or anything like that. But he uses the term like, you know, faggot as a term of weakness. Like, you know, whenever someone insults him, like, oh, you're a fucking faggot. Like, you know, it's just a, it has nothing to do with their sexuality. It's like, oh, you're, you're acting weak. You're acting bitchy. You're acting well, like yeah, that's how. But my point is, is that, okay, and that's fine because I, I use stupid words all the time to to identify people. But why is it that he can say that for so many years? come out and say, Hey, I don't, I don't believe that. I apologize. You know, I use this in a certain way, whatever. And everybody's like, Oh, it's cool. You're good. Kevin Hart made one tweet about how he didn't, that if his son were to, to, if he were to come home and his son were to be playing with a dollhouse, that he would break the dollhouse over his head because he didn't want no, no kid. But then they when they bring that to him and he's like I, I apologize that was that was from before I don't believe that I was you know it was making a joke this that and the other they're still like oh no we don't want your apology you keep your apology we just we just won't hire you anymore why we just won't that? Hire you at the stake basically but uh, but I think it's because like you know Kevin Hart he actually tries for those for those avenues to host the Golden Globes or the Emmys or or some shit like that. You you never hear about Eminem like wanting to host the Oscars and no shit like that. He, Eminem stays in his he just stays in proper he knows he's the he, he's king. He just can, he controls everything that he wants to control in that spectrum, I believe. Where, but but at the same time though, he wants real, he wants to sell records because that's what his job is, is to sell records. So when I as a as a conservative male say, you know what? I don't like your, I don't like where you're leaning. I'm just not going to buy your records no more. People want to say that, oh, well, you're, you're just, you're a snowflake and you're this and you're that. But you, you left, the left does the same thing with Kevin Hart. They, they don't like his political leaning. So they're like, oh, well, we're just not going to hire you for nothing. We're not going to let you do what you do for a living because we don't like you. So, that's where the double standard comes in for me. And that's what irritates me the most is that people like Eminem who lean left are going to sit and tell me that I'm a, I'm a horrible person because I support Donald Trump, but, but there, but also at the same time, no one's, no one's not going to not hire Eminem for like a show or something. Exactly. Because they keep, because he, he believes their agenda, but it, it reversed the roles a little bit. And say Eminem was was a Trump supporter, do you think okay. he would sell records right now? If he came out and he said, "F anybody who doesn't like Donald Trump, y'all can all kiss my a," do you think that he would sell as many records? Probably not. Probably not. You're you're probably right about that. And that's where the double standard comes in because me, I don't like a lot of celebrities because of their points of views. I don't like quite a bit of the the. Hollywood, if you will, but I'll they're, they're, like Robert De Niro for me. I grew up watching Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was the man in movies. I mean, you can't name a De Niro movie that's not a good movie. And he is 
horribly left. Like, he hates everything about the right. I still watch his movies. You know why? Because I, I can separate his movies from his political points of view. And a lot of the left can't do that. I've noticed that. They can't, they can't separate a political view from a talent. I, I have noticed that uh, out of all the celebrities, Robert De Niro is probably the one that's most vehemently outspoken against Donald Trump. Like, well, as I, I, as I far as A-list some actors go, that is. Uh, I wonder if they have like an old personal beef with each other. Uh, they probably do. He probably owes Trump. Probably owes him money. That's what it is. But uh, I just, I don't know. It, it just seems like, it just seems like there are certain sects of people that can't, can't separate talent and, and somebody's job from their political points of view. Like Roseanne Barr, for example, she had a great show, number one. Roseanne, you know, the Connors or whatever the heck it was called when it came back. She made herself a fucking brand name. Yeah, she was a huge, I mean, a huge TV spot and and they fired her off her own daggone show simply because she supported Trump. And to me, that's just that's wild. Tim Allen, same way. He was on he was on, uh, what was it? CBS, I think. I think it was CBS with that CBS. new show. Yeah, and because like he's a conservative on the show, they, they canceled the show. <laughs> it's still on, like, uh, Netflix. Well, it got picked up by Fox. See, Fox picked it up because they're a conservative uh-huh. company. So they picked it up. So now it's, it's back on TV and it's on Fox. Hmm. Which is cool because I like the show. I think the show is a good show. It's like home improvement, but like reversed. Everything's reversed. You know, it's weird. Uh, Hold on. Gotta get something to drink. He's got the Rona. That's why we're doing the phone interview and not a personal interview. I don't want to get Rona. Just social distancing. Social distancing. Oh, man. Oh. Speaking of social distancing while you're getting a drink there, did you hear about Walmart? No. Yeah. So, so they came they came out like two weeks ago and they were like, Hey, since some of our stores are located in cities where where uh masks are required, because there's a lot of cities going, you know, mask mandatory. And they were like, it's not fair that some stores you have to wear a mask, some stores you don't. So we're going to make it nationwide. All of our stores, you have to wear a mask, right? Right. And of course, people like me, I'm anti-mask. Like, you ain't forcing me to wear a mask until it's a federal law. I ain't wearing no mask. You you do do some, some very bad things. You kiss my booty hole. Yeah. But... 
So, so they make this mask mandatory thing all across the United States at every wall, every Walmart in the nation. And it goes about four days and then they release another statement. They say, well, in an effort to not have customer confrontations, we are not going to mandate that people wear a mask in our establishment, but we're still going to have people there to offer you a mask if you would like to wear one in the store. <laughs> and the first thing that came to my mind was how many problems did you have to have across the country in places that aren't mandatory masks with people like me who are anti-mask before you finally made that realization that you probably effed up by making masks mandatory across the nation. Every Karen in the country now uh, rised up in rebellion. Yeah. In the fucking mask. Well, I was, I was talking to my, my dad today. Matter of fact, we were in Walmart and he was talking to me about it. And he was like, man, I wonder, you know, cause they, they changed it, said they didn't want confrontations because I had, I was walking through there, no mask. And I had a Walmart employee walk past me and she was like, she was under her breath. You could hear it. She goes, can't even wear a mask walking by me. And I'm like, and so I'm telling my dad about this, how funny it is to me. And right. he goes, well, that's why they made it not mandatory because they had too many complaints. I'm not stupid. I know why they took that mandatory mask away. You want to know why they took that away? Why is that? Because oh, I man, guarantee this- you in a lot of places, and I can name off quite a few because Tulsa, Oklahoma is probably one of them. They had a lot of theft before the mandatory mask stuff, before this coronavirus stuff happened. Can you imagine trying to to describe to the police somebody who stole a bunch of stuff from your store when all you could see is their eyes? Well, Walmart has that uh, facial recognition software shit. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't, screen a face and and give it to the authorities and say this man stole a, a 75 inch tv from us if all you can see is their daggone eyes so i'm not stupid it's not it's not completely because they didn't want confrontations with customers yeah that might have been a portion of it but i guarantee you a lot of the reason is because there were people that were utilizing that mask just so that the cameras can't see their face Because I can tell you right now, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there is a, a Walmart on Admiral. Anybody who's in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma area will vouch for this. They have about 75% theft in that store. They, they lose millions a year in that store to theft. Well, I imagine uh... – it became a pretty common problem across all, you know, like the big cities. Exactly. And I'm thinking places like Chicago, L.A., New York, Miami, Houston, big old cities that already probably have issues with theft as it is, probably had a lot more issues with that mask on. <clears throat> I think about that every time I uh, go to a gas station. Like, man, I-, I wonder how many times, you know, gas stations have been robbed. Mm-hmm. 
since and, it, whole, and it's um, so it's so easy because all they got to do is have a mask on and nobody's thinking about it. I wonder how many banks have been robbed that they don't tell you about. I want to know how many places have been robbed because people got a, a, a friggin' mask on and you can't see their face. And you don't know if they're going to rob you or not because you might they may come in there with just a paper old mask on. You think they're there to make a deposit. They pull a gun out and put it in your face. Talk about give me the give me the money. Oh. And you can't stereotype because everybody's supposed to have the mask on. Right. My question with the mask, while we're on that subject, you can answer this because nobody has yet to be able to answer me this. I want to know. They say masks work, right? Right. Okay. If masks work and you have a mask on, what does it matter if I have a mask on? Are you still going to get the Rona? <clears throat> I guess it works uh, a lot like seatbelt, you know. Yeah, right. You would think if if you have your seatbelt on and I don't, and we get into a head-on collision, are you going to get hurt or am I going to get hurt? I'm going to be the one to get hurt, not you, right? It's kind of like it's to me it, it it's befuddling because they say, well, if you don't wear a mask, you're killing grandma. Well, why grandma put a daggone mask on and then she won't die. I mean, there's all kinds of variables about the masks and shit. Well, my problem is, is if if oh. a, if a woman can can utilize the my body my choice, why can't I utilize my body my choice on wearing a mask? If I want to take the risk of possibly getting sick and getting the corona, then shouldn't that be my choice? Well, um, comparing comparing wearing a mask to the Told that pregnancy would would have on the body is you know two completely different things. Eh, I mean, you could die from both if you if, well, if you want to get technical. Because here, think about it like this, okay? So me, I'm super claustrophobic. I don't like being in tight spaces. I barely right. drive without freaking out because I don't like closed places. If I've got something over my face. What's to say I'm not going to hyperventilate, run out of oxygen, asphyxiate myself, and die? But have you have you have you seen those uh, face shields? Well, yeah, but that's not going to stop nothing. I mean, truly, <clears throat> if you want to get technical, those are the worst kind of thing you could wear because germs can just go around that. I mean, honestly, germs can go around that. You don't think if I sneeze that my germ part? Ain't gonna float up in between your the mask and your face. Uh, it depends on how you sneeze. Like, yeah, if you if you sneeze and, and you walk back and someone walks backwards. I mean, what if I what if we're walking and you're coming to me and I'm walking past you and I turn and sneeze? I see it gonna go right between that mask and your face. Right yeah, into your shit. Well, okay. First of all, that's one reason why you should be wearing a mask. Number two um, it's it's no different than you know if if I were to be wearing a mask in, in the first place, you know, like you sneeze and then I, it gets all on my mask and shit, or it gets all in the fucking face shield. Actually, I would prefer the face shield, you know, because if you do sneeze on me, I could just get some fucking Windex, wipe it off. 
my my point with the whole thing is is that if you have a mask, right? You got the mask, like Scorpion from from Mortal Kombat. You got the mask, right? And I sneeze on you. Other than the fact that it's disrespectful as hell, uh-huh. you, you shouldn't be getting sick because your mask works. Theoretically, yes. So, out of the two of us, you wearing a mask and me not wearing a mask, I'm the one at risk, not you. And I don't. I take risks every day. You could die walking out your front house. I mean, that's a fact. You could walk outside and get struck by lightning, have a tree fall on you. Matter of fact, at at one point in time, you were more likely you were more likely to die from a coconut falling out of a tree and hitting you in the head than you were to die from the coronavirus. <laughs> and I, I just think that it's I think it's gone entirely too much. I think that people are attributing too many too many what ifs to a virus that has a kill rate of less than one percent. Yeah, and like, I know people that uh, that have had people die from the coronavirus. You know, it's the, the coronavirus is out there. It does exist. Yeah, and uh, I don't think anybody is saying that it don't exist. I mean, I was questioned at first like there are some people saying that no one's dying from it and it's a conspiracy and they're a bunch of fucking idiots well i think Uh, that's stupid if you if you think that you're stupid but yeah i do i I do know for a fact that they have inflated the numbers drastically in an effort to keep fear running through everybody well because the hospitals are getting funding from it yeah I went, I, and, and I think I told you about this when it happened, but when I cut my hand um, and I had to go get stitches, I was at the ER at the urgent care up here in, in my town, and I was joking, and the, the nurse, I said, uh, I said, be honest with me, joking around. I was like, be honest, am I going to die? And she goes, I don't think you're going to die unless you fall off, pass out and fall off and hit your head, then you might die. And I was like, well, if I do die, just don't list me as a coronavirus death and I'll be happy. And she goes, she she looked at me straight face and she goes, we will because we get $30,000 a month from the government to list any death as a coronavirus death. $30,000 a month. That is ridiculous. I don't doubt it. They fucking charge two thousand dollars for an aspirin. Why wouldn't they charge thirty thousand dollars for exactly. a body? And and here's the thing, they I mean they've proven it in New York alone. I mean look at that. There's people that's dying in car wrecks that they tested positive for corona and said it was a coronavirus death. There's a big difference between dying of coronavirus and dying with coronavirus. And and at this point they're just listing everybody. It don't matter. I, I'm telling you right now, it would not surprise me if you look up the death certificates of the 16 kids that got shot in Chicago last week that died if all their death certificates didn't say coronavirus death. You know, there's a there's a Yavapai County Sheriff around here, Sheila Polk. That's she did the exact same thing when she was on her anti-marijuana campaign. 
um, she's saying that she was trying to say that marijuana does kill people, uh, but she was using, you know, teenage DUI deaths. <clears throat> you know, they're fucking uh, blood alcohol was uh, astronomically off the fucking charts. And just because they did have weed in their system, she she says, oh, the fucking crash didn't kill him. The fucking weed killed him. That yeah. was her with the whole thing. And, and that's a weapon that they've been utilizing and they utilize it for anything that they want you to fear. They did it with alcohol during the prohibition. They did it with gun violence. Then they tried it with marijuana. And then they, they were like, oh, no, marijuana is cool. Now they're bringing it back. They're doing it with corona. It's, it's a weapon of fear. And they utilize it as much as they possibly can. They want everybody to fear this virus to the point where it it runs your life. And that's what I disagree with. That's why I fight so hard against all the BS that they, that they give as far as the numbers and, and masks work. I mean, just three or four months ago, this doctor, Dr. Fanucci or whatever his name is, I'll see he, you, whatever. He, he was just saying, don't, don't <clears throat> wear masks. Masks don't work. Don't, don't buy masks. Now all of a sudden it's masks have to be war. Everybody should wear a mask. If you don't look like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, you ain't doing it right. It's like, at what point in time do we start questioning which li- which one was a lie? Was it the first one or was it the second one? I mean, which one is it? It's a truth that's just being blown out of proportion. I mean, yeah, the coronavirus is something that it, mankind has not been exposed to before. That's 100% true. Is it is it as lethal as uh, they're making it out to be? Uh, clearly not. Have people died? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are they using uh, new government regulations and uh, abusing the fuck out of them? Oh fuck yeah! They're, they think it was bad when, when people you know got the extra six hundred dollars supplement on their uh, unemployment. What the hell is the hospitals doing? What like you, you said? You know they're and uh, they're hyperinflating the numbers for coronavirus patients to get more funding. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I believe that the the virus is being blown out of proportion, but it was there is is also truth to the fact that we it, it that it's something that humanity hasn't seen before. And, well, uh, but at the same time, my my biggest thing about it is is like everybody is so freaked out, everybody's so so up in in their emotions on both sides, like you know. People on my side are up in their emotions about, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm one of them. I'm not going to wear a mask. You have to make it a federal law for me to put that mask on my face and walk out in public looking like a, like a clown. Right. But, but they're so up in arms over, over a, a, a virus that the, the almost the same amount of people die from regular yeah. flu yeah, I was gonna on, say on a regular year, mm-hmm. and and I'm I would be anxious to see, and you know we'll never know because like like we were saying they inflate the numbers so so horribly. I would like to know what number of people that have died so far since this all started back in what February, March, something like that. March. What what yeah. numbers were just regular old flu deaths? Because if you notice, nobody's dying of cancer now. Nobody's dying of the regular flu. Nobody's dying of, of, you know, murder. Everything is the coronavirus death. So I'd be anxious to know what a true number value was 
And like I said, you know, we'd never know because we'd have to go through and get every death record and look through them, and that'd take years. But yeah, we'll never, I would like we'll... to know just kind of what a, a, a legit number, because I think we're, I, I think we're at like what a hundred thousand or something like that now total that they're claiming. I would venture to say I would probably say sixty thousand, maybe. I, that's my guess. I don't even know. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, did we, did we try? Did we touch on a uh, Trump banning TikTok? Oh no, we didn't. I was actually going to talk about that when we were talking about the rap thing. Um, yeah, people got TiVo; they can fix this. Um, but I was actually going to touch on. It. I'm surprised that that rap hasn't taken over TikTok. Because if you notice that hip hop t- tends to take over, um, you know, for their for for battles for stuff like that, I'm surprised that nobody has innovated TikTok as like battle rapping. Two guys battle rapping back and forth. I don't get on TikTok, so I don't know. Maybe it is on there, and I just don't know it. But I'm surprised that that hadn't been a thing. That, that was already a thing, like uh, way back in the day. They uh, gold. Well, I knew back. that they. I know they've had apps because I used to be on one app that was like Battle App or something like that. Yeah, and I that was that. some weak sauce. I mean, that was just a bunch of kids playing around. You know, I know talk, it just, talking just, about somebody's face. But I'm surprised that they did that. They haven't utilized TikTok in like a battle rap format. Well, because see, <clears throat> I remember when TikTok started. It was like a lyrics thing where you just you recorded you saying stuff like you lipping what something else was saying with uh, with with songs, yeah, videos and whatnot, yeah. Uh, but the problem was, I, I think I read somewhere that the uh, promotional algorithm for uh, TikTok basically TikTok wouldn't promote wouldn't promote you unless you were like rich and or attractive, and. Uh-huh. Uh, Battle rappers are not twelve times out of ten are not rich or attractive. Uh, yeah, that leaves us all out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, everyone, no one's gonna get successful off of TikTok except you know fine bitches and little teeny boppers. Yeah, uh, is, you know, that, that's the market that all these companies try to get to. You know, all these little, all, all these companies that all have their own Fortnite character now, uh, some skin or something like that. They're V bucks, it, it, all the money it, into promoting towards like a really young demographic, and you know, TikTok uh, basically just uh, lines them up uh, for for people to for people to watch. So basically, TikTok, because like I said, I've never gotten on this thing. I've seen the little ads, you know, on Facebook and stuff like that, but I've never I've never actually downloaded it and actually looked at this app. So basically, from what I can tell, is this is gearing young women, young girls, for the free webcam shows on xvideos.com. Is that what I'm – am I basically right on that? More or less, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, <laughs> if, there was a, if there was an OnlyFans training account website, this is – TikTok was basically tr- uh, training – uh, jail bitches for OnlyFans. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure because like every every ad is like this young, like probably 15, 16 year old girl, and she's like 
talking to some guy that's like 60 and they're going back and forth with like song lyrics and and stuff like that and it's just it's cringe really it really yeah, is. Like- it reminds me of in like 10 years this girl's going to be on x videos selling selling uh videos of her naked body for rent money there was a uh, I, I got a i got a niece you know she was a she was talking about something that kids are doing for their senior project or what they wanted to be when they grew up and this that you remember senior project mm-hmm. and one of them that was notable was a lot of kids wanting to be youtube content creators or youtube uh what, what's the what's the word uh fucking youtube promoters like youtube creators yeah like like the the YouTube they, famous, yeah. Like the, the, there's a word for it, and it's escaped right now for obvious reasons. Uh, but that that's their dream is basically just be rich and famous off of fucking YouTube, and just just make short videos for a living. That is their scene project. Like they're disconnected from what the fuck is going on. At the same time, how, how can you argue? You know, there was a kid playing fucking Fortnite that raised a million dollars just uh, from his room, but he was using it to pay for his uh, for his dad's like you know cancer treatment. Which you know, shouts out to that kid for being successful at it. Yeah. Uh, but how do you raise a million dollars just sitting off in your chair just playing video games? There's, I mean, it, it's crazy because I see because I you know I play different video games and stuff and and I always see people live streaming on like STEM and stuff or Steam. Steam. Is it Steam or STEM? I yeah. would say STEM. But Steam. I see I see them live streaming on that all the time, and they make money at that. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I can't even get a video on YouTube to get past a hundred plays, let alone enough to start making money on YouTube. But these people got millions of followers, just literally my daughter, she watches uh, this guy, Game of Kev, and shout out to him if he ever listens to this, shout out to him, because I hear him all day when she's on that phone. And it's just literally him playing video games. And I'm like, how do you make money at just sitting around playing video games? Because I am in the wrong business. Yeah, like and that's one thing too. Like maybe, maybe I'm the fucking dumbass that doesn't know uh, which way the wind's blowing now. Because yeah, maybe we're just too old school. We're we're maybe we're the disconnected ones now. Probably. Because you know, there's whole teams that yeah, they they have gaming events that run numbers that fucking television networks wish they could still pull. Yeah, you know. Well, I remember back in the day they used to have one like one or two a year. They had like the the tournaments of like Madden or boxing or UFC and like that was it. Now they got tournaments for every game. Like they got Grand Theft Auto tournaments. They got matter of fact, I was just on YouTube the other day and I play farming simulator. That you ever you ever want to kill some time, bro, buy farm simulator or it, what is it? Uh it, farm simulator nineteen. I, I got that off of the PlayStation Network. Yeah, bro, that game will kill some time for you. I've been I've been plowing corn and raising cattle forever now, <laughs> and yeah. 
it's turned me into a cowboy for real. And I like that. I got a mod on my computer where I can actually ride a horse. Even got to drive a truck no more. That's cool as heck. But anyway, <laughs> I was on YouTube trying to look up uh, a uh, map to see if I liked the map before I downloaded it because I'm lazy. And if I download a map, I want to be able to play the map. I don't want to download a map, find out it sucks, and then have to delete it. So right. I was on there, and I was looking to see, you know, who it for so I could kind of see it. And they had tournaments, tournaments for Farm Simulator. How do you even have a tournament for a farm simulator? Who can plow a field faster? Is that, is that, the, is that the end game? Because that is weird. <laughs> Who can ride a horse to as many cattle as they can? Go. What? Yeah, I remember, uh, what was it, like six back, I just got in this uh, rabbit hole of just watching uh, Steam videos. Uh, uh, you know how I'm a big Metal Gear Solid fan? Oh, yeah. Solid Snake, baby. Yeah, like, I, I've been fucking playing Metal Gear Solid. No one knows that game better than I do, or so I thought, uh, until I watched like, some, some fucking kid blow through it in about 20 minutes using you know, tr tricks that I would have never even thought of. But <laughs> Made you feel stupid as hell, huh? I, I thought I was the shit at, at this game, and this motherfucker, and these kids just like just blow through it like nothing, blindfolded. Uh, I've, I've really seen, there was this other kid, uh, he played this uh, old RPG game that I, I was a fan of for the longest time, Legend of Ligaya. Um, when I was younger, I had a game shark and would sometimes play through it. He figured out like uh, glitches and hacks in this game to figure. He figured out a way to break the game more than I could with a fucking game shark. But how do you do that? To spend time to just blow through games and, and twenty minutes, what I spent days working on. Yep. And they're getting paid for it. Yeah. It's it's funny you should mention Metal Gear Solid because uh, the other night this is a funny personal story. Um, so we're, me and me and uh, my wife were coming to bed, and I always always get into bed first because I'm right by the door. She makes me sleep by the door, so if anybody breaks in, I'm the first one to die. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into bed, and I had gotten something from Amazon that day, and I had left the box box probably like I don't know eight eight to ten inches by like seven inches it wasn't really big but it was sitting on the bed and so when I went to get in the bed I took the box and I was waiting for her to come into the room and I had the light shut off so that you know she couldn't see and she walks in and I tossed the box <laughs> at her to scare her and it hits her right in the face Pop! and she goes she goes what in the hell and I was like, I was like, you, you didn't do it. I expected her. And I forgot she doesn't have the mentality like me and you. If I'd have done that to you, if I'd have threw it and hit you with a box, you would have thought the exact same way I did. You would have went, hmm, a box. Oh. <laughs> and so I told her, I was like, you're supposed to do the Metal Gear Solid thing. And she goes, what in the hell is the Metal Gear Solid thing? And so I told her that back in the day on Metal Gear Solid, the first one, when it first came out, that was one of the things you could do to trick the bad guys is you could turn into a damn box, a cardboard box. Yeah, and, and then hide from all the security guards and shit. Yeah. And we would have, me and my brother, we would have contests to see who could get closer to the guard finding out that you're not just a box without getting caught. 
And so we would go up and like smack the guy in the back of the head and then turn into a box before he turned around yep. to see if he would, if he would know that it was us and never, never, they never did it. They would turn around. You could punch them right in the back of the head and then get into a box and they would still turn around and go, Hmm, just a box. There was a guy that uh, broke out of prison using the solid snake cardboard box method. Exactly. Just a box. <laughs> and so I thought that was funny because I expected her to to know that, but I forgot she didn't grow up like we all did with Metal Gear Solid and stuff. Right. Had had done that to me, it hit me in the face and I'd look down and be like, hmm, just a box. <laughs> Uh, I almost I almost want to do that now is to go buy a big old cardboard box and just run around and smack people in the back of the head and then duck down into the box and see if they go, hmm, just a box. <laughs> it worked for the guy at the fuck. He fucking, yeah. What was it? He was working in the mail room and uh, he found a way to like uh, make the, make a hollow area out of this, uh, out, of, out of some, out of some uh, shipping crate. That you know, they basically saran wrap and whatnot, but he found a way to you know, tuck himself inside of it and make it and made an air pocket. He had a straw out of it that he moved out of, and he shipped himself from the prison to somewhere in like uh, Washington or something like that. And he was <laughs> run for like the better part of like a year or two before they caught him again. <laughs> the only thing that would make that story better is if when they came to his house to to arrest him. If he didn't get down into the box and the cops go, oh, it's just sure. a box. Just a box in this motel room that we broke into. <laughs> that would have been the only thing to make that story better. Just <laughs> hmm, a box. <laughs> he, he's broken. He's broken out of prison. Uh, like, let's see. He's uh, tried to escape 16 times and he's been successful eight. Wow. That's like some prison break stuff, though. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that, that is the only like, show that you can watch and and know exactly what the end game is. He gets out of prison. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you could watch a show and already know he gonna get out because the show is entitled Prison Break. <laughs> so you get the uh, the beginning, the middle, and the end kind of in the title. Yeah. Like, you could literally watch the first episode, see why he goes, get, gets put in prison, and then watch the last episode and watch him get out of prison, and you're set. You don't need to know the middle part. You know the middle part. He was trying to break out. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets a tattoo of the entire prison on his back, which, you know, that's going to suck to, you know, a tattoo removal surgery. He's going to be a motherfucker for him. Yeah. But once he gets out, then he's good. Yeah. And then, and then they had season two. Where, where he breaks back in. It's like, why are you breaking back into prison? No one breaks back into prison. Well, I did hear about this guy that broke into jail to smoke a blunt with his friend. And they, they arrested him and went to jail with him. So I don't, know, I don't know if that's a win or a lose for him. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a six one, half a dozen the other on that one. He yeah, got, like, got what he wanted. If you're if you're dumb if you're dumb enough to break into jail, like do you really care if they keep you in jail? Yeah, like you went through all that trouble to break in, you might as well stay. Yeah, like well, we we got a cozy, comfy cot right here for you. Yeah, like we give you a blanket and an itchy uh, itchy blanket and a pillow. I guess you're good to go. 
and a pillow. You know, it, it's got the the quills, but it, it doesn't have any like you know feathers in it. It's just got the quills, just to you know poke you in the fucking eye when you lay down on it. I got to tell you, those pillows in in county. I was working at the county down here, and I don't I don't know how anybody slept on them pillows. Like it's bad enough you got that little mat, but now you got a pillow that sucks on top of the mat. Like I do not <laughs> envy anybody that's in county jail. Hell no. And and you know the sad thing is is that there are people that spend so much time in jail. That when they get out, they just want to go right back. Which I don't understand how you get to that point. I've never been to jail, and you know, I I kind of want to keep it that way. I just I don't know. I guess I guess if you spend enough time in one spot, you don't like change. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so uh, segue to a new subject. Did you hear? Mm-hmm. Uh, what Kim Kardashian had to say now. Uh, what's she doing now? So, okay, so Kanye had his breakdown, right? He broke down, had the abortion talk, and cried, sobbed like a baby, which is cool because that just shows that he's human. But she turned around, and this is why I couldn't be married to somebody like that because, man, I would sock her right in her mouth. Like, I don't condone hitting women but i would sock her right in her mouth if i was married to her and she did this she went and tweeted and said that he has a bipolar disorder and that it he needs to be the one to talk about getting help that nobody else can make him get any help so she's basically saying that he broke down because he's bipolar not because he was just he was emotional about the subject I just, you can attribute somebody's emotions to them having a disorder. Like that's that's just saying, oh, he's mental. Don't worry about him. Like I would be super pissed if that was my wife doing that. Yeah, it's, especially if you're trying to run a campaign to you know be the president first of all, but you're. You got your wife basically telling everyone that, oh, he's fucking nuts. Don't listen to him. I mean, that, so basically, we got we got two presidential candidates that are that are that are a little off their rocker, and one that has no filter. So, I, I seen this. I remember a quote on what was it on the show? Lie to me. That kind of stuck with me. Uh, they said that you basically have to be a sociopath if you want to be president. Like it, re- it requires that kind of a level of uh, like a disconnect w- with people if if you want to win because politics is, is some dirty shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it re- it truly is. It's a it's a dirty game. Yeah, like so I, I believe that wholeheartedly that you know if if you want to be president there is a certain level of uh, soci just sociopathy that kind of plays into it. Well, I think it's I think it's funny that I mean. Donald Trump, and this is speaking from a completely different standpoint, not just because I'm a supporter of his, but just common sense logically. He's been around in the public eye for like 40 years. He's had, you know, Al Sharpton, all these black celebrities, these these higher up black uppity people 
around him for 40 years. Never once has anybody said he was racist until he ran for president. And that's what I try and tell people. I'm like, you know, tell me one thing that he's done that's racist. Like, I would like to hear it because everything I've seen him has been the contrary. I mean, he lowest black employment rate uh, or unemployment rate, highest black employment rate. He's given money to more black colleges. He's given money to more, to, he's given scholarships to more black kids than any other president. So if he is a racist, then he is the worst racist in history. Uh, like I said, I've looked into what he's done. He has done uh, things for helping find missing Native American children and uh, what helped the uh, Native territory. Like he has done a lot of uh, things for Natives, like that I can immediately recall. Um, and, uh, as far as the as far as the unemployment rate goes, uh, yeah, more more jobs have been created since he's brought it up. Since he said he's been bringing jobs back from China, which I personally think is kind of a little pissed off China, for choice. But that's, that, that's I think I think personally we should just nuke China right off the map and just call it a day. I uh, personally I I'm so anti-China right now. Like I look to see if anything's even made in China before I buy it nowadays. Like that's sad. I, did Trump put some kind of uh, like some kind of weird ban on on Chinese products, because uh, well, I, I guess I kind of answered my own question. He has brought uh, jobs back from China, so a lot of things from China have been harder to get. Yeah. <laughs> my my biggest endeavor with talking to anybody about Trump that doesn't like is they attribute a lot of what mainstream media says about him. And they just take that and run with it, even though it's been proven false. They just don't want to see it, you know? And that's what gets me, I think, the most about anti-Trump people. Like, I'm anti-Barack Obama. I don't like Barack Obama. I think he was the worst president we had. But if I'm talking to somebody who, who idolized Barack Obama and I say Barack Obama was the worst president, name one thing that he did for us and you name one thing and it's a legitimate thing i'm the first one that'll say okay i'll concede that he might have did that but like anti-trump people can't do that it's like it's a defect in their brain that stops them from being able to associate anything good with him he he does he he gets a lot of bad press and uh, you know, it does come from his lack of filter, as you, as you put it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but they uh, they don't promote enough of uh, what he's done, and the positive shit that he's done. He, they don't promote that enough, if at all. You know, I had to go and dig for it. Well, it's it's funny to me because, like, so I could Google right now, and I could actually prove it. Is you can Google something and you won't find that something like I was uh I was getting ready for the podcast this last Wednesday and one of the topics that I was talking about was the 
black people that have died from the riots and protests. And I literally had to search for like 30 minutes trying to get the right wording to find the, the sources that I needed to be able to cite. But I could right. type in, I could type in black deaths by BLM riot. And you know what the first thing that came up was? Hmm. Is a, a, a whole page of left-wing articles about how white cops are targeting black people. You, it, it's just, it's, really, it's lopsided. Uh, keyword searches. They did the same thing with the whole, uh, with the Wayfair incident. Like, did you hear about that? Was that the one where they denied beds or they sent beds to people to the to the ICE detention yeah. centers? You'd pay fucking ten thousand dollars for a plastic bed, but I guess the bed would have like uh, directions or whatever to where some of these missing kids are. That's how that's how the story goes. Uh, but on Google, once the story broke, you you uh, if you. Google the SKU numbers that Wayfair was using. Um, Google images would bring up like uh, a bunch of missing kid pictures. And um, in Russia, they have they have another uh, they have their own version of Google, which it, it escapes me. I, I forget the name of it. But in Russia, on their version of Google, it was the same thing. You put you put a SKU number for that Wayfair was using, and um, like pictures of missing children would come up. Um, not, not long after the story broke, like I, I was, I was researching it myself and, uh, you know, a, a lot of it was true, but, uh, like it was, it was strange. I, I went to the Wayfair site and, and the prices have been fixed on and everything like whoever it was, they moved fast, just trying to scrub anything, um, that to make the story legit. Oh yeah. I mean, they're quick when, when they want to cover something up, man, the, 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 holy they're the fast. Internet itself, whoever is running that particular department, is quick. Mm -hmm. Like with the with the Benghazi thing, and I I hate bringing it up because that's the one talking point that conservatives push a lot, and mm -hmm. it got so blown up that even I was tired of hearing about it. Like we get it, everybody knows about it. If they don't want to, you know, yeah, we get it. We know. What What did anyone do about it? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. You you blowing it up on Twitter is not doing anything. It's not going to do anything. So you, you either need to step up and do something or stop talking about it. You know, it's like the old saying, don't talk about it, be about it. And nine eleven side job, we know. And when when that blew up, man, they were quick to scrub anything that had to do with that Benghazi thing. I mean, they they dropped images, articles everything like you couldn't find you could type in benghazi and google would say would did you mean camo pants like it was <laughs> it was ridiculous the amount of scrubbing that google did when that thing broke. when obama's daughters got drunk at some frat party or something at some college party yeah the same thing like, happened. Can you find pictures anywhere no same thing with the 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 bill clinton and jeffrey epstein thing when when he when he got arrested 
you could go on Google the day before he got arrested. You could see pictures of him and Jeffrey hanging out, pictures of them partying. There was a picture of, of him and Jeff. He, he was It was a painting that they found in his house that was like Bill Clinton dressed up in a dress and high heels on some chair. Like it was it was a huge deal. And then as soon as he got arrested, was like, I'm going to start outing folks. Google was like in overdrive to scrub everything that connected Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton to Jeffrey Epstein. Which I and they're still working on. <laughs> well, it, it's fun. It was funny because it was so lopsided because you could see where their political leans are because they left everything that had Donald Trump in a picture with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they left all that. They were like, forget Trump. You can, you could see him partying with this guy. We just don't want Bill Clinton in it. <laughs> or Hillary. Yeah. And it's it. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised that, that his girlfriend's not committed suicide where she's at now, because they've already released uh, statements now, um, with uh, out, mentioning Alan Dershowitz and Prince Andrew. I'm surprised they haven't already just offed her. Uh, what article was it? There was this guy that's. Uh looks a lot like the lead singer from uh, from lincoln park oh yeah uh, I, yeah he looks like chester bennington's dad yeah uh, there was audio footage uh that i heard recently i guess of uh whoever that he's a senator or something like that chester was gonna out the guy um yeah that's there, what, that was a big a big theory going around and i don't know how much uh water yeah. that held because i never really looked into it but they mentioned chester and a whole bunch of there's a whole slew of people that have died that supposedly and then I think Paul Walker got thrown in there that he knew yeah. some things about yeah. Hillary. It was crazy. I don't yeah, I, and I don't doubt it really. Honestly, Good. you know, it's 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 very highly likely because they have so much reach. I mean, when you've been in the government for as long as Hillary Clinton has you've got connections to people and it honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know yeah, how uh, much water it holds, but it wouldn't surprise me. Hillary Clinton. It, it, that is a scary woman right there. Like uh, ever since Obama made her secretary of state and she was uh, uh, flying around from country to country, uh, going to the middle East and this and that What scares me the most about her was that she was talking to the leaders of those countries uh, as if, you know, could, just to put things in perspective, you know, women are very low on the social totem pole in the Middle East. Yeah. So for, so for her to be talking to their fucking leaders, what the hell is she promising them? Yeah. Or or what, what she, does she have over them? Yeah, and, and they're respect and those and they're respecting what she's saying. Yeah. Like they're respecting a woman's opinion. Like that's fucking mind boggling. Like she is fucking terrifying. Just like on that, the, the guys that literally will beat and rape and mutilate their women for even looking in the wrong direction are like bowing to her and shaking her hand and kissing her cheek. And it's it, it, how much power does she have? Like, yeah, like what? So I wouldn't be surprised if I don't suicide myself tonight just for mentioning her on a podcast. <laughs> like, so I will. If if there if it ever came to like you know war negotiations, I, that is the only time I would ever want Hillary in the White House is you know 
if we're negotiating negotiating for a war with like the entire fucking world she'll scare the shit out of everyone honestly though i wouldn't i would trust her less then than any other time because she is the type of person she's proved it her and obama both proved that they will they will just give us away rather than die <laughs> like trump trump is he he gives off the impression and i don't know maybe he's maybe it's an act he is an actor after all you know he's a celebrity he's an actor he gives off the impression that he would go and say you know say china was talking to him and they were like hey we're gonna nuke your entire country or we could just shoot you in the head and leave your country alone he would be the type to say just shoot me in the head and leave the country alone Hillary would be the type to be like, well, nuke the country, just leave me and I'll start a new country. You know, she yeah. gives me that impression. <laughs> and that's, that's it. She's very connected. She's got property bought on Mars. Yeah. She's already got like a Mars city set up with like Hillary clones starting to populate already. Her and, uh, her and Elon Musk are in cahoots. Yeah. That's to terraform the planet. <laughs> it, the, the whole political scene is just crazy in the last like 10 years. It's just, it's gotten so out of hand. Uh, it's only going to get more entertaining as it goes on. Well, I, I'm, I'm to the point where I can only look like a week into the future at this point, because if I look too far, it's going to, it's going to, it's like a black hole of, <laughs> of, of just the world going to implode in like two weeks. If I look too far ahead. Yeah, no, you, you can't look that far ahead. That's, that's I, all the, the only thing that I'm guaranteed of right now is that, Come November, the day after the election, either one of two things is going to happen. Either we're we're going to Trump is going to is going to stay in office, and we're going to have another four years of the exact same thing that happened the last four years, or they are going to do some trickery, voodoo trickery. Trump's going to lose, and half the country is going to freak out, and uh, a war is going to is going to assume across the United States. One of us and he's not going to know why he's there. Yeah, because if Biden wins, he's I'm anxious. I'm, I'm personally anxious just to see who he's going to pick as his VP. That's what I'm waiting on, because that's going to dictate kind of how I look at the next couple of months. The Hamburglar. That's going to be the vice president that he picks. I'm waiting for Corn Pop, personally. <laughs> Him and Corn Pop made up. They're, now he's going to be the VP. But if, say, so so right now, um, they're, they're saying Kamala Harris. And I think that's a horrible choice for a VP because she's, she's out there, man. I don't know if you know much about her, but no. she's – She's out there like she's talking about she wants to basically she wants the black race to be she wants them to run the country and white people be servants. Um, she's crazy. Uh, kind of sounds like what's that? Uh, um, 
AOC. Yeah, like I only know her by damn initials AOC. Oh, crazy, <laughs> crazy eyes. She cracks me up. I laugh at her on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, she's she's kind of bad though, but she says some crazy shit. Well, it's it's crazy because uh, I just did a spot on the podcast Wednesday. Uh, I guess her and the the senator from one of the senators from Florida got into a little a little spat outside of the the uh, Congress House of Representatives building in D.C. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, I don't know. I've yet to see any news. I, I know article newspaper articles have said that he said it. I don't know if he did, but anyway, supposedly he uh, jumped up in her face, got up in her face, right on the steps in front of a bunch of people. I don't see that necessarily being plausible, but she says that he hopped up in her face, started yelling at her, called her crazy, out of her mind, um, and called her a crazy FNB. Uh, for lack of a better term. And <laughs> so she she makes this this big deal about it and you know they run the story, all the left wing places run the story of how how crazy it is that he's calling her names and she's a congresswoman and all this. Well, he goes to the Senate and he has the floor to talk and he apologizes uh, in so many words. I mean, it was kind of half-hearted apology or whatever, you know, kind of like an apology I would give, like, ah, probably shouldn't have said that, but it's how I felt. So he, he takes up like five minutes and makes this little quick apology. Well, that wasn't good enough. She didn't want an apology. She wanted, you know, him to never do it or whatever. So she wanted, she goes and she's on the floor speaking to to the house of representatives and she does a 10 minute rant okay 10 minutes she's ranting about how what this guy did and how it's horrible and it's oppressing of women and women are so oppressed and women have it so bad but I, the the thing i thought was the funniest was that if, if women can make an extra 300 dollars a week selling pictures of their feet women are not oppressed at all that you know what I've never used that, but I'm going to use that the next time I have an argument about that because I never thought about that. Women have so much easier because they can show boobies on a webcam and make money. I can't do that. Nobody wants to see man boobies. But she makes a 10-minute rant. Pictures of dick on on the internet, no matter how. I don't care if you got a foot-long dick. It, It doesn't matter. Women are not interested in paying for pictures of it. Nope. Nope. Unless you are in porn, you ain't utilizing your PP for nothing. Yep. But she did this 10-minute rant about how his he, he was a horrible person for saying what he said and how he's oppressing women and people like him are oppressing women. But she makes a comment about two minutes in. She makes a comment. She says, it's not like his words were piercing or deeply hurtful then why are you talking about it? If they weren't hurtful and they didn't pierce your soul, why are you mentioning it? Why are you making such a big deal out of it? And then she mentions about how he took time while on the floor speaking to a, to quote unquote, and she even did the air quotes, apologize, right? 
you're mad, you're mad at him for taking time on the Senate floor to apologize when you're taking time on the Congress floor to talk about him. <laughs> like, how deeply hypocritical can you possibly be? The irony. Yeah. It, it, and that is what the left is full of, is irony. It's just crazy that you can sit there and belittle somebody for taking to, for apologizing in a certain manner when you're using that same manner to dehumanize them. And my Man. question about the whole thing is, my, my biggest question is, where was he lying? Where was he lying? Because this is the same woman, the same woman that just last year said that cow farts were what was ruining our climate. <laughs> I, I think I heard Ron White have a have a bit about that. He probably did. He's he's a funny he's a funny son bitch. But I mean, this woman has literally, and I made this this point on my podcast is. She wants open borders. The, the whole left, they want open borders. They want people to just come and go as they please. Do you remember the last time that America had open borders where people could come and go as they pleased? I'll give you a hint. It was when Christopher Columbus sailed his ass over here from Spain and took over the whole damn country. And is that what you want? Do you want another Christopher Columbus? Because I'm sure that could happen if we open the borders up. Uh, isn't there like a whole uh, campaign against Christopher Columbus now? Because everyone's kind of realizing he was a bit of an asshole. Yeah, he was a bit of a dick. He came over and killed a bunch of people. But you know yeah. what cracks me up about that whole ordeal is that <laughs> he never even killed anybody. Like Christopher Columbus didn't come over here and kill anybody. He just came over here, discovered it, and then other people came over here and killed people. And he didn't even land on America, for crying out loud. He hit Cuba. He didn't even touch America. He just thought it was America. No, he was uh, he was going to India. Yeah, he was just trying to go to India, and he hit Cuba. And Cuba, and, and Cuba was just, they had Indians. So he went over there, and he touched down and was like, hey, what's up? How? I mean, kind of look a little different. Yeah, you guys are a little tanner than us. What do you guys do? You got lotion? <laughs> Here, take this. Take this turkey. But they, but they were Indian. They're Native Americans, but you know they they were called Indians because that's what fucking uh, that's what Christopher Columbus called them because that's where he was trying to fucking go. That's thought he landed. Yeah, it was just uh, him not accepting him the not accepting that he over the. He didn't accept failure very well. No. And what what really cracks me up about the whole the whole Christopher Columbus uh, conversation is they say that that America was stolen land, right? Yeah. There's a big difference between stolen land and conquered. <laughs> you see, back in the day, they used to conquer places. You know, Genghis Khan, Napoleon. Julius Caesar, those people conquered places. That's all America did was conquer America. So what is what is so bad about conquering land? 
what was okay with Genghis Khan and Napoleon and Julius Caesar doing it, but Americans can't. It just, it befuddles. Native Americans had been doing it for decades, hundreds of years. They had been doing it. Everyone stole land from somebody. It's just uh... But yeah. what, what cracks me up is everybody's like, well, America was Indian land. Uh, if you look back at history, you know who was here before the Indians? Uh, like, I, I think I, what was it? Vikings. Vikings were here. And guess what happened? Indians came over and killed them, drove them out, and took the land. So technically, my ancestors owned this land first. I think it was uh, Asians that, uh, that owned North America first before. Well, that's who the Indians came from. They came from, from Asia. That's why they got the Asian features, high cheekbones and stuff. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren. She knows about that. She's won 1,024. That's, that's, that's her heritage. Anyway, that's what it was. <laughs> that Leif, Leif Erikson was a Viking who actually took over New England area up by New York and Massachusetts and them. He actually owned that prior to the Indians coming around because the Indians were out west. It, it, uh, if you pick up a history book, like the world fucking sucks. Like everyone's kind of taking shit from everyone. Well, the problem is, is that everybody is everybody is under the impression because that's what they're they're taught is that they're taught that well, I was oppressed. People took my land. You know, the problem is, is that none of this land is ours. Technically, it wasn't Native Americans. It wasn't Vikings. It wasn't Christopher Columbus and the Spaniards. It's technically it's open land. Didn't have borders. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have their, their land was just land. Borders and Indians all had all kinds of different tribes all throughout North America. Yeah. Like there was like 150 freaking thousand tribes. Yeah. So of course there were. And, and those tribes all and a bunch of they all, those tribes all hated each other. And no, you know, it, and you know, it's it's hilarious to me because everybody thinks that that America started slavery, when technically there were Indian slaves to Indian tribes long before Christopher Columbus came here. That was a big deal to the Indians. They would take POWs essentially. They would raid somebody's little village take those those people and enslave them. I, uh, the slave trade has been has been around it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. I mean they had they had slaves back in, in Jesus times. I mean there there's been slaves since the beginning of time. I mean there's always been slaves. You know what what is the best fact though? is that while America didn't start slavery, we did end it in America. <laughs> like, they still have slaves in the Middle East right now. While all these people, all these people are talking about slavery was so bad, yes, morally, slavery was bad. It was horrible. I don't, I don't know one person that says, you know what? I like slavery. I don't know of anybody that says that. Uh, slavery was morally bad. 
But the fact is, is that if you want to fight slavery, you want to argue slavery, go to Africa where they still have slaves right now. Free those slaves because we've already freed slaves here for about 200 years. You guys are behind. You didn't get the memo. Well, they just figured out a way to legalize slavery. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody's a slave. I mean, we're all slaves because we have to work nine to five to make money. Well, no, I'm just saying, look at the prison industrial complex. They're fucking are there all the all those inmates there can undercut any can undercut any labor force as far as Costco. Oh, yeah. Um, that's becoming a real problem now uh, among these private prisons. Is that you got inmates, you know, that just want to get the fuck out and get in the fucking sunshine, uh, working for next to nothing. But meanwhile, the prison is uh is getting all the fucking profits off of it. I mean, I know, I know, there's privatized prisons right now that they actually have inmates that build buildings and shit for the towns, right? And they pay them five bucks an hour. Help that? Yeah, yeah, if that. And make and make all kinds of profit off of it. It's a horrible thing, but but at the same time, the reason I don't argue about that is because everybody, for the most part, I mean there are obviously exceptions, but I don't argue exceptions. I argue the rule. Mm-hmm. The majority of people in prison made a decision that led them to prison. Right. I know. That if I go out here and I rob a Krispy Kremes to get some donuts, that there's a chance I'm going to go to prison. Right. So I don't do that. And a lot of mm-hmm. people will argue, well, that's where the systematic oppression comes in because black people and minorities are forced to do, into crime. No, they could go get a job. There's millions of them that do it. I if you put yourself in a position that you might possibly go to prison, you then can't bitch because you're in prison. Kind of like the guy who broke into prison to smoke a blunt with his homie can't really get mad because they caught him and locked him up. But at the same time, that stupid decision now that's got to show up on his fucking. That's going to show up on every job application he's ever going to put in. Yeah. And and the the. The problem with that is, is that you make the decision at a young age when you're too young to think about that. And that's our problem is we're not educating the youth to go into business and go into the workforce. We're educating them to go and sell drugs or go and rob cars or go and steal money from the local corner store. I mean, kids are playing with a whole different set of rules now. Uh, yeah, and, and that's fucking, and that's terrifying to think about, really. You know, because uh, what you do as a kid, like, it's, that's, it starts at your home, and that's where too many people are blaming the government and blaming cops and blaming laws. You need to, you need to blame your parents because they didn't teach you correctly. Obviously, that's they true, didn't true. teach you. You shouldn't go rob a corner store. You should go to school. You got all these parents trying to um, be successful YouTube stars too. Well, the problem is, you, and it started. It started back in in the younger generation. Now it started with 
parents that just want to be their friends. I'm the first to tell you, I am not. I tell my daughter all the time, I am not your friend. I am your dad. I am here to discipline you and teach you moving forward how to be a successful adult. But too many people either don't have two parents or don't have adult more role models to teach them how to not go and and be a piece of crap. Oh, I can't, I, can't, I can't tell you how many people I know that should not have fucking had kids. Exactly. And that's the problem. And a lot of people say, well, that's a, a product of society. No, that's a product of your parents not being parents. I will whoop my daughter's behind if she does something wrong because I want her to grow up and be the best adult she could possibly be. I don't want her to grow up thinking that she needs to go rob a corner store to make rent money. But too many parents, they, they coddle their kids. They give them uh, uh, trophies for participation instead of teaching them how to win. They teach them how to just participate. You don't just participate in life. You win in life. That's that should be your ultimate goal. But also, you have uh, parents too that uh, like to get carried away, and then you know they, they punish their kid, but then they can post it on like Vine and Snapchat and shit. You know, of uh, them making their kid cry. Now the whole world, fucking world, can see. Yep. Yeah, you've got you've got the extreme on both sides. Like yeah, I like seen, I seen one where this dad barged into his kid's room, and his kid was playing Roblox or something. And he beat the shit out the TV and the PlayStation with a baseball bat. What sense does that make? You just threw three or four or five. Well, more than that because of the TV. You you just threw a thousand dollars right out the window, just right out the window. Mm-hmm. That and sold it. If you just didn't want them to have it no more, you wanted to punish them like that. Take it and sell it. At least make some of your money back. You dumb dumb. And I and I'm wondering if like if the videos are even if the videos are like stage two because uh, oh, I'm heck? almost certain most of them are. Mm-hmm. Most of them are well, just trying to make money off their kids. They're trying to they're trying to hit that like like we were talking earlier. Everybody wants to be a YouTube star. Everybody wants to be a Vine star. Everybody yeah. wants to be the TikTok star. So was a YouTube influencer was that that was the fucking word I couldn't think of. Really. What is it? YouTube influencer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's what everybody wants to be that. Everybody wants to be the YouTube mogul. And instead of going out and getting a freaking job and making money that way, they just want to utilize uh, social media and think that they're just going to make millions off of that. And yeah, that those people probably do make a little bit of money. But how much damage are you doing to your kid in the future mm-hmm. when they get older and they're 18, 19 years old and somebody comes up to him and goes, hey, aren't you that kid that their dad broke the TV and the PlayStation right in front of him swinging a baseball bat like a lunatic? Yeah, because fucking everything – I can't imagine what the hell, like, the Internet's going to do in, you know – uh, just five years from now, ten years from now, uh, you're gonna have like a face scan app on your phone that links you to everything that you're that you were ever in. Security footage. That's well, it's, it's like there. it's like uh, Back to the Future uh, Two when he goes into the office and it's got that TV and he's like 
he, he's saying all these channels he wants to watch. It's going to be kind of like that where you can literally just walk in, scan your face, and it's just going to pull up every video clip that was ever posted online with your face. Yeah. And it's like, how much damage mentally is that going to do to your kid? Because you already damaged them mentally by beating the hell out of something right in front of them like a psychopath. Like, if I even get loud with my daughter, it, it looks like it trauma. Right. I can only imagine if I went into her room right now and baseball batted like Sammy Sosa styled her TV and PlayStation, how much psychological damage that would do to her. Oh, but, but at the same, but at the same time, now you can go on, uh, you know, just play devil's advocate. Uh, let's say um, later down the road, she goes on Facebook live, you know, after an argument y'all have and, uh, Oh, shit, I'm sorry. after an argument y'all have, and uh, you know you're, you're still pissed off, still um, human about it. And then while you're on live, you, uh, smack the phone out of her hand. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, turn that shit off. You know, she catches you at your worst moment. Yep. And what, like, you know, she can still blow shit out of proportion like that. But now, you, but now you can fucking you can delete it because it's already on. It's already on live. Like, yep. it's already fucking. It's a, the internet is forever, and a lot of people don't realize that. The internet is forever. You can delete something all you want. It's always going to be there because there's that chance that somebody downloaded it before you deleted it. There's a chance that somebody screenshotted it before you deleted it. There's all the internet is forever. And that's why I try not to put anything on there that in 10 years, I wouldn't want somebody else to see. Because I've, I, as we were talking earlier, the cancel culture is so, af, so, so, uh, out there have that, that <laughs> if, if I said, like, I get it all the time, a lot of people, and it's so funny if I get into debates on Facebook, they'll, they'll go and search through my page and they'll search months and months and months and months and years ago and see that mm-hmm. I said the N word with a with an a at the end not even a hard er or nothing right on my page and and they'll use it and it's like how far did you have to go i said that like for real like is that really what the the way you want to go about it but that's what they do they will go back 15 20 years ago and see that i said uh called somebody uh uh f word and they're like, oh, see, he's homophobic because 15 years ago he said the F word. It's like, really? Like, it, it's crazy. Yeah, like, and that's the first thing people do now. Like, I notice when I, uh, I look in the comments everywhere, and uh, the first thing people do is find out, oh, oh, you got a job. Where, where, where do you work at? I'm going to call your job and show them what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Sounds- a huge thing now. I've noticed that in the last couple of years. That's been a huge thing. It, that's why I don't update anything on my Facebook anymore. I don't put where I work. I don't put my home address. I don't put my phone number or nothing. Because I had people that legit were calling my landlords, were, call, were blowing up my cell phone, trying to harass me because of how I believe. And it's like, how far down the rabbit hole does this go? Yeah, like, like if are, they're I mean, if they're willing to go 15 years back to see you said a, a bad word, you said bad words. They're willing to harass your your phone. 
I, I literally, and I, I told you this on a couple of personal levels, that I have people that will look through my pictures and see that I have a, a daughter and threaten to sexually abuse her simply mm-hmm. because she's my daughter and they don't agree with how I believe. I, I, and I've seen that uh, a couple of times uh, uh, with some with some friends of mine. You know, they uh, they get into an argument with someone on the internet, and the first thing they do is attack their kids. And yep. You know, they they'll they'll attack your people. Don't give a fuck. They'll attack your kids. They'll find out where you fucking work and try to get you fired from your. They, they try to figure out what aspects of your life they can ruin from the comfort of their couch. And, and, and what they do is they look for what'll hot button you. I've noticed that because like first when I get into a debate and clearly isn't capable of handling a debate civilly, they, Mm -hmm. they attack my, my picture. They say, Oh, you look, you're a fatty, you, you and that fat, fat face and all this. And I'm like, okay, like that's cool. Whatever. They know that's not going to hurt me. So then they go to the next thing. Well, your wife's ugly. Okay. I mean, that's your opinion. Cool. Whatever. They know that's not going to hurt me. They know, kids are a hot button so that's why they jump on the kids yeah, and, that's, that's, and that's uh, that's where i draw the line because at that point that's why 90 percent of the time that's why i get banned on facebook because somebody brought my kid into it and i simply defended my child right i may have used a few choice words but i defend my child because you shouldn't bring my child into a debate that you clearly lost right but that's the first thing people go to now. It's a, a straw man argument, you know. Once they start, oh, what can I uh, attack on this person so they can start getting down to my level and getting angry and irritated, then completely blow their point out of proportion. Yep, it's exactly right. what it is. They they want to they want to hit as many hot buttons as they can because they think that the more you get upset, that they win the 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 debate, and that's not even how a debate should should technically function yeah I, i'm a battle rapper i know all about touching people's high buttons and how to piss people off and shit that that's literally it was a fucking hobby uh that's so, essentially what debating politics has gotten to it's become basically a battle rap yeah, have you who can upset their opponent to the point where their opponent says obscenities out of character first <laughs> Like, I'm I'm waiting for uh, Donald Trump to come out on a debate and say some shit to Joe Biden, and then hear the air horn. <laughs> yeah. <Don't> de- <laughs> uh, I'm just, I, I know we were talking about it before. I just I can't wait for that debate. Just Joe Biden, I'm over here debating the mayor of of Thailand. What, <laughs> Joe? You're in America. <laughs> Sit down. I, I seen another video with him today. He's like, I got hairy legs, and I let children run their hands up and down my hairy legs. <laughs> I swear, it's it's depressing the way that they treat that poor man with his Alzheimer's. I tell you what, I, but, I, I, I just want to go stop it, get help. Well, <laughs> like, well, going thing. going back to kind of what we were talking about a few minutes ago with the with the VP thing is. Uh-huh. That's what's going to happen is he's going to choose a VP and that VP is going to run the country. That VP is going to be president because six months after he wins, if he wins, they're going to deem him unfit to be president. His own party 
is going to impeach him and let the VP take over. That's what's going to happen. And, and then Donald again because he's still because he's going to try to get another four years out. And you know, I think you you want to know my personal opinion, and I I I hate that I'm even saying this publicly, but I think he's going to choose. You want to know who I think he's going to choose? Oh. I think he's going to choose Michelle Obama. Yeah. And the reason I think that is because Michelle Obama has so much clout with who her husband was that she's going to gain him so many votes. And if he does win with her running, she that's the quickest way to get the first woman president and the first African-American woman president all in one without her even having to run for president. Yeah, all in one fell swoop. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to come out. He's going to choose Michelle. He's gonna he's gonna take a victory because of Michelle, and they're going to deem him unfit two months into his presidency, and she's going to take over. I can see that happening. She's the only, and I've said it for for the last four years. She is the only person that could run against Donald Trump and win. I think if she ran for president, she would literally just sit there and her, her campaign video could literally just be a picture of her face and say, remember Obama. I'm running for president. And that, that would be it. And she'd that's have to it. Spend, she'd spend a whole, like, I'm 30 seconds on advertising. Yeah. And she would win. She would win in a landslide because like I was telling my dad, she's going to get all the far left. She's going to get all the moderates. She's going to get most of the women, with the exception of the Trump-supporting women. She's going to get the majority of the African-Americans, except for the conservative black people. And that's all you really need to win the I election. Mean, I mean, if the country uh, does go Democrat this, uh, this next four years, I mean, I would much rather have Michelle Obama in the White House than Biden. At least I, I wouldn't. You know why? Because I guarantee you, and I'll, I'll put a whole month's pay on it, that if she wins, if she were president, we, me and you will be paying reparations. And I think that's bullshit. They, uh, they, they're actually uh, proposing a bill in California for black people to get reparations. Yeah federal thing i guarantee you it and i think it's bs because my family didn't even come over here until after slavery ended so why should i have to pay african-american people i mean like the, the idea of it is great on paper but like the more i thought about it like where would the money come from uh, i thought about it like okay you know native americans how to get their money i'm assuming it is from the is the income generated by the casinos, and that and the you know profits from them, you know, the tribe uh, divides it among the members. So okay, that explains that. Uh, where would the money come from for uh, black people getting reparations? Would it come from uh, the people that own uh, cotton fields? Would it own? Would it be? Would it come from uh, companies that buy the most cotton that generate income? Like you know. Uh, Fucking, uh, 
uh, fruit of the loom, like is fruit of the loom that have to pay reparations to the government because they use cotton from cotton fields that own black people uh, to make shirts. Like, how would this work? I can't even. Well, my question is, I'm, I'm my, all, my, I'm, my I'm question all, would be is, what about the people, what about the other, the, the white slaves? Because they had white slaves. I mean, that's nationally known. That's a historical fact. Slaves, white slaves, uh, Irish slaves. Every, everyone was a slave at some point in, in time. In yeah. So, like, are we only are we only saying that black slavery was was necessary of reparations, or does everybody who family back? I mean, where does black, it stop at that point? Uh, black people, uh, black people were slaves in this country. Uh, yeah, they were, and Irish people were slaves too. It was more on the backs of black people that a lot of income was built. Like, as I was saying, the cotton fields or any sort of uh, manual labor, really, where you wanted to cut corners, you just hire a bunch of black people. Well, yeah, but it. But at what point do you do you dictate that? Because if if there were, uh, say there was a, a guy, you know, John John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith down there in in Georgia. And he had a, a plantation, and he had a hundred slaves that were black, and fifty slaves that were white. How do you divide that up? What's to say that the fifty white slaves didn't actually work harder than and be treated worse than the black slaves? Yeah, so it, shouldn't it, shouldn't the it, white slaves get get their cut too? I, I have no problem. I have no problem with reparations. Just tell me where the money's going to come from. I mean, I can tell you where the money's going to come from. They're going to tax people, and they're going to tax only white people, and they're going to say that's white people paying black people back. But again, my problem is is that my family didn't have nothing to do with slavery, so why should I get taxed? So I'm going to pay for Jim Bob's family along with along with who else? Uh, I, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think they'll have a way to just tax white people i mean systematically how could you do that uh, well because because on your taxes you have to you have to check mark the box white not hispanic <laughs> well nowadays now you can fucking now you can identify as different shit so okay now i identify as mexican well and that's 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 another big thing that i've really i've really questioned is if if there's systematic oppression systematic racism right Mm-hmm. If there truly is, for the sake of argument, let's say there is, why can't black people just identify as a white person? I mean, because, it, it it obviously works for sexes. Now they're talking about identifying as ages. So why can't why can't I just identify as um, a billionaire black guy? Why can't why can't uh, the black guy Brian down the street just identify as a dark-skinned white person, and then he wouldn't have then he wouldn't have oppression? Well, because uh, Gary Owen and Eminem already identify as uh, black people. You know, exactly, like exactly, and 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 they've already they've already chose their their ethnic orientation. <laughs> What I what I get a crack of is Gary Owen only does that because he's married to a black girl. 
That's the only reason he does that. And and Michael Rappaport is the same way. He yeah. he literally only argues the black side of things because they're married or dating a, a person of color. Well, Michael Rappaport, he's also got a credibility from you know working on movies with like you know Tupac and shit. Yeah, he's a horrible actor. Just so you know, he does. He, yeah, he is a horrible actor, but so. he's a horrible fucking actor. Like he he's probably the worst actor I've seen in a long time. Well, I don't know, because uh, uh, I'm not a fan of Idris Alba. I think he's a pretty horrible actor. That's the dude they were trying to make the new James Bond. Yeah. Just strictly because he's English. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a fan of Idris Alba. I think it's just his accent, though. He just... Was he, in was, this. he was he was good in Thor, but that's about it. I didn't watch him. He was in Thor. Yeah, he was the gatekeeper. Oh, Thor. you're right. No, he, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was he was good in that, and he was kind of good in Takers, I guess, with Ti. That's another rapper that really rubbed me wrong. Going back to the to the hip hop world, he rubbed me wrong with his his political views not so much his views but like how he how he addresses them is ridiculous to me that's surprising well i i I can guess that is uh that you wouldn't like his political views but (laughs) like i can handle celebrities political views if they can interpret their political views in a logical sense the problem with people like eminem and ti is that they they use stupid arguments to push their political view. Like TI has made millions and millions and millions of dollars off of off of discussing selling illegal drugs and doing illegal activities, but then wants to talk about how it's bad that Donald Trump did something he thought was illegal. Like you made millions off of doing illegal stuff. Like calm down holier than now. Well, yeah, every rapper kind of is hypocritical on that front. You know, Jay-Z is the same way too. Yeah. Like like he, he talks about the government robbing people and the government steals from everybody, but you just made a whole song about how you robbed a corner store to make a, a crack sale. Like, <laughs> calm down, bro. You are in the same boat. The only difference is, is you rapped about it, and they they do it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me of the whole uh, deal when. Um, you know, we like we were saying last podcast, the whole Napster debacle. Yeah, uh, complain about Napster. Yeah, they get mad. They get mad because people give them get nah, don't they don't get their cut, and they get mad. But they get mad at the government for doing the same thing. I wonder if they have like some kind of celebrity bailout program. Oh, I'm sure they do. Like, I make shit on my last album. I need my money. Yeah, I need my money, and the government's like, "Here you go, sir. 
Mr. Rapstar? And it's like, well, it, it depends, uh, Mr. Rapstar. What is your musical content about? Yeah. Like, are you talking about the bitches and the hoes? <laughs> you gotta keep your pimp hands strong. <laughs> I just laugh because the it, it it's hilarious because it's on both sides. Like, I don't do it or I try not to do it, but um, it's on both sides. Like, like okay, so I'm conservative, and I see a clip of Robert De Niro talking mad crap about uh, Donald Trump, and I'm like, man, I hate Robert De Niro. Nobody pays him for his opinion. We pay him to make movies. And then turn around and Dean Cain says something that supports Donald Trump. And I'm like, see, Dean Cain's got it right. He knows what he's talking about. And I'm like, and, and it's such a double standard because why is it that De Niro can't say his opinion, but Dean Cain can because he believes like I believe. And the, and the left does it too. Cause they'll, they'll talk mad crap about Dean Cain saying how he's a Christian and he believes Trump is the way. But then turn around and, and idolize Robert De Niro and Alyssa Milano for for saying what they believe. Yeah, and, that's a double standard. And and the fact that it that his religion even had to like come into play about it. Yeah. Like I hate that's the one thing you will never catch me doing is using my religious beliefs to to authoritize how I believe. Like a lot of people, I, and I hate that when, when I see somebody that's pro-life and they're debating with a pro-choice person and the, the first thing out of their mouth is, well, it's murder because the Bible said this. And I'm like, I hate that because I, you, you should never it's, look it's to a, a religion argument. to dictate your political view. It's such a cop-out argument. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's arguing from an authoritative standpoint. You're yeah, you're you're saying that because your God said this, that everybody should believe it, and that's not how anything works. No, because you don't believe in the same God I believe. You know, you may believe in a different God. So it, you shouldn't argue religious points. In, in a political debate. That's why you'll never catch me using the Bible to cite why abortion is murder. I believe abortion is murder because it's murder, and I can cite you scientific research that shows it's murder. Right. I'll never say, oh, it's murder because God said so. Because technically, if you read in the Bible, it even says, talks about abortion. You know, I mean, shit changes when it comes from, you know, 2,000 years ago to now. Yeah, when we're doing shit medically that would have been classified as, right, witchcraft and wizardry. Like, no. Even the, the concept of a cell phone is fucking wizardry. Yeah, I, I mean, if you said... If you, if you traveled back in time, if Doc Brown screeched up in the DeLorean and you went back to, like, Jesus times and told them that there's a... a piece of plastic that you could put to your ear and hear somebody halfway across the world, they would call you a witch. Like you would be, you'd be known as 
friggin' the devil. Right, you'd have been known as New Jesus. Yeah, like they they would praise you as though you were God. It's just like it's just like if you took a lighter back to the to the Stone Age and was like fire, that you would be a witch. Yeah, like they would not know what to think. Or if you took a tire back back to the caveman days and was like, hey, here, roll on this, they they would think you were the the friggin' smartest man alive, which you probably would be. Hell, you you don't even have to go back that far. You could go back like thirty years ago, and you and just talk about the concept of a cell phone to people. They'd have locked you up in the nut house. Like, hey, you don't have yeah. to fuck. Uh, you don't have to use that uh, clunky old desktop computer anymore to talk to anyone on the internet. Uh, oh well, first of all, yeah, you don't have to talk to anyone on that anymore. Now you can talk to them uh, through a screen, Star Trek style. Yep. And and make your own. Uh, and, and make your own TV shows and, and podcasts and shit. Well, what's a podcast? Oh, well, let me tell you what that is. That's a See? whole new story right what? there. Like you could go back, you could go back like what thirty years ago and and literally invent Google. I mean, they made a whole movie that was based around it, Hot Tub Time Machine. Machine, yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy to think what you could do if you had a time machine like i wish i was intelligent enough to to be able like i was watching the other night we were well the last like all last week we were watching uh uh all the marvel movies Mm -hmm. and uh we started at the beginning you know and worked our way all the way to Endgame. And just watching Endgame and seeing how easily Tony Stark figured out how to time travel. Right. I'm just I'm in amazement <laughs> that it could be that easy and we wouldn't know about it because nobody's that smart. See what kind of gets me about time travel is uh did you have you have you seen all these weird uh the Berenstain, Berenstain, uh, bear effect, the Mandela effect, all that shit. Yeah. Well, I think what all that shit is, I, I read, a, I, I read like someone's theory about it and I, I agree with it. What, what I think it is, is just someone changing something in the past and then, uh, it, it just kind of alter, it, it alters reality, but you know, some people remember what it used to be and other people don't. Uh, like, you know, I believe uh, somehow our time travel might be possible, but, you know, they've been just kind of testing it. You know, well, a, a lot of people have made the comments and, you know, it makes a lot of sense is that that that's why all the crazy stuff is happening right now is that people are going back in time trying to fix something and they change it because first you have, you know, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. then then you had murder hornets and then you got uh Friggin' death, death geese or some crap that were supposed to be a thing. It's just like it's just like every day it's a new craziness, and it's almost like Back to the Future too, where somebody's going back and changing just one little thing, trying to fix it, and it's changing our reality now. Yeah, like if the, if there's any reason to believe in time travel, that's it. It's just uh, yeah. All this craziness that's been that's been happening. 
Um, well, it, it reminds me of the Butterfly Effect movie. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher. With Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, like, that's what it reminds me of, is he goes back and changes just one little thing, and it alters the entire future. Like, he goes back, and instead of blowing a mailbox up, he doesn't blow the mailbox up, and everybody's happy, but one kid kills himself because he has a three-legged dog or something. Mm-hmm. It was... It, it that's what it feels like. It feels like we're in an endless loop of the butterfly effect. The craziest thing I think I've seen so far is uh, there's this theory that uh, Donald Trump himself is a time traveler. Um, <laughs> I have not heard that, but that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, uh, stay with me. It's a, it's a theory where Donald Trump is a time traveler and it's uh, based on this book that was like written in the 1800s or something like that. It was this really old book. Um, Donald Trump is a, is a time traveler sent back to time to like, you know, take over the world. And he's uh, his great grandson um, is named after Trump's great grandfather, who in this book, they, they share the same name. The, the one that tells uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, the main character, what to do when he gets back to the when he you know gets back to the past to you know stay in power. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's some really weird shit. It, it, I gotta find the video of it again. But you know, they're saying Donald Trump's uh, grandson is really his grandfather that's telling him what to do um, from time travel. Like it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I gotta find okay. it. I-, I wish I was Joe Rogan right now, so I could be like, Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, pull that up. Just <laughs> that's what we need. I need a Jamie just to yeah, pull that up. Jamie uh... on the. Show. One of these days, I'm going to get into video podcasting. It's going to go off to the radio and and onto video, and I'm going to have me a Jamie that I could just be like, we could be talking, and I'm going to be like, yeah, Jamie, pull that up, and pull let that. me pull it up and watch the clips. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find me somebody, and I don't care if their name's not Jamie. I'm calling them Jamie during the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, like everyone's a Jamie now. Like, Joe like, Rogan is gonna sue me for copyright infringement. Uh, it'll be great promo though. Yeah, it'll be great. I I figure it's kind of like my brother used to tell me that if you if you cause enough ruckus with somebody who's famous, you get famous by association, even if it's a horrible way to do famous. And so I figure if I get sued by Joe Rogan, everybody's going to want to watch my podcast to find out why I got sued by Joe Rogan. You know who you got to, you know who you got to link up with? Huh? I murder. Remember? Uh, oh yeah. I murder. He, I still listen to his, his little intro skits all the time. His friggin' uh, Dr. Phil one. Oh mm-hmm. man. That's my favorite. I got feathers on my face. <laughs> no, he, the best he, one. He definitely hit off. Like, uh, murder was actually uh, he pissed off Twitter. Like he was actually trending for a minute. He actually fucking pissed off Twitter for the for something with Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, investigation files or something like that. Oh no, it was a body count. Hillary Clinton body count hashtag. So is he conservative? 
murder? Yeah. 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 He ha- he's very supportive of Trump. He's a, like he supports Trump more than you do. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm gonna definitely have to hook up with him. Me and him, he's got to be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> I, I I would definitely watch that. We definitely got to get murder on the show. Yeah, I at least need a call in from him. I want to get a, a Trump promo going. That's what I want to get. I'm I, I'm to the point now where I just want to just tick off everybody I possibly can. That's why it, it kind of upsets me because I I put it out on on Facebook um before i started doing the podcast and was like you know what would people want to you know do call-ins and stuff and literally everybody that said yeah i'll do a call-in is is trump supporters and i'm like oh daggum i want to i want to take somebody off that's not a trump supporter that's why i had to go to you because at least you don't support trump as much as i do right but now murder he definitely um he definitely supports Trump Hardware. And, 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 you know, I love our murder. He's great. Um, I wish he'd uh, come back to rap. Uh, but as far as politics go, uh, I remember he actually has pissed off Twitter uh, for the Clinton body count hashtag. Um, yeah, I, I got in trouble on Twitter uh, with my first uh, Twitter account that I had. And um, they gave me a lifetime ban. Like that, that Twitter handle will never be able to be used again, ever. Yeah, Twitter has such a double standard on who they ban and who they don't ban. I guess they banned uh, Donald Trump's account recently. Well, um, well, what they did is they, him, it was Don Jr. is who it was, actually. It wasn't Trump's account. Um, What they did was there was a video, and I don't know if you saw it, but it was a bunch of uh, medical doctors that did a, a press conference on the steps of the Supreme Court. And they were uh, talking about how that hydroxychloroquine works and how the the mainstream media don't want you to know about it because they don't want you to use it because they don't want to, to admit that there is a, a way to help reduce the risks of right. the coronavirus. Well, they did this video and both Trump and Trump Jr. shared clips of the video. Well, they immediately, because it had like 5 million views in like a matter of minutes, they, that Twitter and YouTube and Facebook all took it down and Twitter actually um, limited Don Jr.'s access for 12 hours because they said that the video went against their, standard of policies or whatever um and they actually made it to where he couldn't tweet retweet comment like or any of that stuff for 12 hours simply because he shared a video that was a a medical doctor giving medical advice in 12 and 12 hours on when you know you have that many people barking down like not not being able to tweet or talk to your your fan base for 12 hours that's a lot i mean it's not a lot for me because i don't have many followers but Mm -hmm. it is when you have millions of people that look at your tweets every day Mm -hmm. like yeah i could definitely see how that would be uh very detrimental to them speaking of uh people that uh friends of mine that are pissed off celebrities i got another friend that pissed off benzino which that was hilarious yeah. <laughs> uh, shouts out to MC7. 
uh, but he fucking <laughs> he was pissing off Benzino right when uh, Nick Cannon was uh, you know uh, going at Eminem. Oh yeah, with the with the back and forth that he did, he did like six diss tracks with like twelve other people on them. <laughs> he had a whole crew doing diss tracks. <laughs> oh my god! Like, and the worst part is like, okay, Nick Cannon, he he hired people from Smack to ghostwrite his verses for him. Yeah. And you can fucking tell, like, who ghost wrote what for him. Like, yeah. you could tell. You can tell because of their style. Yeah, like, you could fucking tell. Like, okay, that's Charlie Clips. That's Conceited. That's, like. It was it, it was really the most embarrassing thing that I think I've ever seen in the music industry. In all the years I've been involved or around it, that was the most embarrassing I have ever seen. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff he said went hard, but you can't you can't attribute it to him because he didn't even write it. He didn't write it, and the, the material sucked. Uh, and and I he think- sounded he sounded so um, defeated, even how he was saying what he was saying. Like he already sounded defeated. He didn't even believe it himself. Yeah, like he didn't even believe what he was saying himself. How are we supposed to believe it? <laughs> like, I I think uh, you know when when he had all the rappers on the one on the one disc track and Conceited was on it. Conceited was the only one that actually had. He a went few hard. Go- I will give Conceited credit. He went he went pretty hard. Like, <laughs> okay, got a couple of lines for Eminem. All right, I'll I'll, I'll and M responded. Which that not a lot of people can say that. I didn't even I didn't even know Eminem ever responded to it. Like they didn't even blow that up on my oh, on no, my end like, anyway. Like uh, M responded to conceded only in just like one line on Kamikaze, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he you know conceded got mentioned, which is more than what Charlie Clips or Nick Cannon or any of them else could say. I think I think Eminem just picks and choose who he wants to respond to based on how he's feeling. I think that, and that's, and that's where he's gotten in, in music is he's gotten to that point. So I give him credit that he's gotten to a point so high that he could just choose who he would respond to. I mean, there, there are people that, they can make Eminem bleed. Um, I'm not sure if they would beat him. I mean, it would be close. Like, let's let, I'll say uh, Murder Mook. I'll put I'll put Murder Mook against Eminem. Um, I'm not sure if Mook would be able to beat Eminem. It'd be close, but M doesn't want to risk that. Why he doesn't have to? Like, well, if- we go we we think about it a little differently. You say he doesn't have to. I say he's scared to, because he's at such a high point that if he got dropped now, it would ruin any future. Right, and, and, and he doesn't want to take that right. chance. He's scared to take that chance. Yeah, I, I guess that's a more accurate way to phrase it. Is that he's scared to, and not scared to like. He has a lot more to lose than what than what Mook than Mook would, would yeah, okay. or Cassidy yeah. for that. I think Cassidy could really handle him in a bar for bar back and forth battle rap. Mm-hmm. I think Cassidy could handle him, but if Cassidy beats him, 
he loses a lot more than Cassidy gains. Exactly. Way more. Like yeah. And, 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 and I say that all the time, and a lot of people give me crap for it because I point out Eminem has never, at least from that I've heard, if he has, I have not heard it. He has never, he has never responded or took on anybody that could possibly beat him, that has any chance of beating him. If you look at his track record, he's taken on washed-up rappers, mm-hmm. people that that weren't rappers to begin with, like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. The, the only one that had even a remote snowflake chance in hell at, at going line for line was cannabis, and that's not saying a whole lot. No. <laughs> like, he's never... I've never, and, and a lot of people say, well, it's because they respect him and he respects them. True. Their whole fucking- I've never once seen him go at a Jay-Z, a Nas, a T.I., a Lil Wayne. You know, he always goes after people he knows he can beat. But at, but ask, like, in, in T.I., Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, the game, ask any of them what they think about Eminem, and they will all tell you, like, Eminem. Well, yeah, and, and I'm not taking anything away from the fact that they, they believe he's the GOAT, and that's great. But my problem is, is that if at, people, at, at what point can you call him the GOAT when he's never battled anybody that had any kind of credibility? Because the people, a lot of people that have the credibility to stand up to Eminem, don't want to smoke with Eminem. But that's my point: is it, it Justin Timberlake didn't want smoke with him, but yet he dissed him for no reason. Mariah Carey, well, Britney Spears didn't want smoke with him, but he dissed her anyway. Why is it that he could go after people he knows he could beat, but he doesn't take a chance at going at Jay Z? Or Lil Wayne, or Gang. Like, uh, yeah, Mariah Carey has the fan base to definitely, um, you know, go after Eminem if she wanted to. But at the same time, um, <laughs> I guess Eminem really did have those pictures. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Her like, the biggest the biggest problem with my with my dealing on him uh, from a, a music standpoint is that he only goes at people that he knows he can stomp out Fred Durst, uh, friggin', uh, what's that one guy, uh, the one with the heart problems, uh, uh, he, he had the group. He was like a, he was a, he was in a group, um, Everlast, that guy. <laughs> he always, he always goes after people that he knows he can stomp without worrying Machine Gun Kelly gave him a little bit of a run. And me and you will always disagree. I think Machine Gun Kelly did way harder than, than Killshot, personally. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> I, and, and we can disagree on that. And we've talked about it in, in lengthy conversations. I think Machine Gun Kelly went harder just because he hit him more personally. All Eminem really did was just bounce the bars back and turn them around a little bit. He didn't really. He didn't really. He he didn't go jaw rule. I'll say that. I think Eminem sh- could have went a lot harder than he did. 
I think that he he just kind of recycled what Machine Gun Kelly said, in my opinion. But I think what he did he 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 didn't so much recycle it as tell his side of the story. Well, I mean, if if I come if me and you were are if I if I decide to dish you and I say, hey, your beard is weird, and then you come back and you say, well, you have a man bun, that's kind of just recycling the fact that I dissed you on your beard. Now you're going to diss me on my hair. Like, come on now. Like, eh, could have worked a little bit harder at that one. That's yeah, all I'm but, saying. I, I'm not saying what, he didn't go hard. He did go hard. I mean, he's Eminem. He, he's lyrically one of the best, if not the best ever. But I think when you, when you go into a battle rap, when you go into a back and forth, like he was in, I think you go harder, you go home, and I don't think he went hard. I don't think he went as hard as he should have. His boss pops pills and says that he's got skills, but uh, but Kel's the day you put out a hit, the day uh, Diddy admits that he put out the hit that got pot killed. Like, come on, <laughs> like you can't yeah, but tell that, me. That. But but oh, that ain't oh. even a factual line because Machine Gun Kelly has put out a bunch of hits. <laughs> Still, I mean, that's a hard fucking bar. You cannot. But at the same time, you got to look at some of the shit Machine Gun Kelly said. I mean, when he said, when he said, what was it? Uh, uh, why don't you tell them how you how you blacklisted a rapper that's almost half your age? You know what I'm saying? Like that's real shit. He really did that. Slam your old, slam your old dude. What's funny but so true? I'd rather be eighty year old me than twenty year old you. <laughs> I mean. But- I yeah, mean, like you're right. He flipped a lot of he, he did flip a lot of uh M- MGK shit. That's that's all I'm saying is MGK came with originality. Eminem just kind of recycled what he was saying back at him. I'm not saying he didn't go hard. He did go hard. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the best the best thing I've heard, is, and and I want you to look it up and open mindedly listen. Okay, is the there's two two tracks that Upchurch did. One one was uh uh Rap Demon, which was it, it took the Machine Gun Kelly beat and rap to it. And the other one was Skill Shot. And that took the Kill Shot beat and he rapped to it. And he actually dissed Katie Noel, which was such a fire, bro. <laughs> like if you if you knew the story so, so I can give you a little backstory on it. So basically, he was with this girl, right? right. And <laughs> she is a female country rapper, and and they were dating, and they've been dating for a few months, like five, six months now at that point. And all of a sudden, she flipped the script and tried to say that he tried to to uh, rape her, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> come to find out she was like lesbian before, but she got with him. She said she wasn't a lesbian, but then she went back to being a lesbian is a whole lot of craziness that happened, <laughs> but he came out with this, with the skill shot and it dissed her. And Oh my God, bro. It, I think personally, I think he killed the beat harder than Eminem did. Like he is the only rapper that I think 
has a the fan base and b the lyrical ability to hang with Eminem and not it not ruin his career if Eminem responded. Right. Like everybody that Eminem responds to, it pretty much ruins them. Like that's why I'm glad he doesn't respond to Buttons because I like Joe Buttons and I I I don't want him to ruin Buttons' career because I actually like Buttons. But I think if Eminem came back at Upchurch, if Upchurch decided one day just to diss Eminem, I think it would it would not kill his career. And I think he's about the only uh, artist that that's the case with. If you listen to some of the, the, the new rap shit from Ryan Upchurch, oh, man, he kills it. He, he's got a lot of talent that people miss because – He's a country person. He's a, a redneck, if you will. And so a lot of people write him off before even listening to him. But, man, if you listen to the Skill Shot and the Rap Demon, his remixes to those, man, they are they are worth a listen if you enjoy lyrical rap. I think, the, And I know you do. I think the last album um, I can recall listening uh, to besides them that I really enjoyed uh, besides besides Dax's uh, new album, which recently came out, was uh, Immaculate Green Tape. Yeah, I fucking Immaculate is fucking dope. Like, um, I don't know why he's not more more popular than one of you, but um, Illmac's another one of those dudes that uh, I'm not saying he beat him, but he's got he's got the talent to you know show that he can. Play. There's more underground artists that I think could hang with Eminem than mainstream artists. Definitely. Like, and that's in my opinion, and that's another reason why you don't see a lot of mainstream artists, mainstream rappers, wanting any fucking thing to do with battle rappers. Yeah, well, because battle rapping is is such a uh, a, a high contact sport, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be so much more lyrically on top of your game than you do just to write a song. Like, and that's why I never battle rap because. I could sit and write a song and write out a banger in an hour, hour and a half, record it in another hour. And I could top the billboard charts if I wanted to. Right. I can't go out there and think quick enough to hit people. It just, it's just not in some people. And I'm one of those people. It's just not in. But, and even in just modern battle rap now, it's not even about uh, a freestyling. It's just sitting, sitting down and like, you know, writing like the most complex very uh, eloquent ways to basically uh, explain how you're going to, you know, shoot someone and, you know, kill someone in a battle, just, and and do it in ways that no one's done before. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's because it's been around so long now that, that almost you, you almost have to think extra hard on how to not recycle how somebody else said something the same exact way. Right. So you that's have, why I give battle rap. I give them all the credit because, man, that is that's a difficult thing. Like it's one thing. Like I said, I could sit and diss you in a song, and it's gonna be fire. But it took me an hour to write that stuff. Whereas a lot of the stuff y'all do is just right there, boom, 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 boom. It, it's it's an incredible thing. Like, and there's even uh, there's even like uh, Harvard. Uh, English English professors in uh, poetic classes like looking into battle rap, looking into the um, intricacies of how 
of how it's all written in the word plays and whatnot. And they do studies with, uh, with rap and across the board rap is what hands down the most, uh, like the, the lexicon that rap uses is definitely higher than any other, than any other musical genre. Yeah. Uh, cause there's, uh, we're running out of shit to rhyme basically. So we have to find more, uh, we have to find more words. <laughs> what, what irks me with, with rap and hip hop. And it's been like that for, for two decades now is the, the stigma that everything that you say in a, a hip hop or a rap song has to be true, has to be real life. And if you didn't really do that, then you're fake and you're weak and you're, you're, you're a lame. Like stigma's dying now. It's just a matter of how you can sell what you're, uh, how you can package what you're selling. See, and that I haven't really gotten into rap music lately, so I, I don't know. But like back in the in the early 2000s, late 90s, if you well, rapped about robbing a store, you better really rob that store or else you was you was a fake. You was lying. And right. it always caught me. It always it always made me laugh because no other genre does that. Nobody ever goes up to George Strait and says, hey, you're fake. And then when he goes. Well, what are you talking about? They say you wasn't really carrying nobody's love with you. You you was married when you did that song. Who was you talking about? Like nobody ever did that. Nobody ever walked up to Garth Brooks and goes, "Your mom, your daddy didn't really kill your mom." Like even take it further than that. Like look at these heavy metal bands and shit. Yeah, these death bands and like like. You know, when no one goes up to him like, you're not really barbecuing infants and eating their corpses, are you? Exactly. Like, nobody ever gives the stigma to any other genre except hip hop. But if I go yeah. on a hip hop song and I say, I'm a, I'm a kill you, I'm a shoot you with this faux faux and blow your head clean off your dough. Everybody's so like, I oh, you didn't really kill him. You didn't really kill him. You a fake because you didn't really shoot nobody's head with no faux faux. And it's like, why do they get that stigma? And I've always wondered where that started. Like, what started that stigma of hip hop had to everything they said had to be real or else they were fake? Well, it's just kind of the connotation that came with the culture. You know, it just uh, hip hop started in the streets and in the streets, you've got to be real. And, you know, and that just kind of carried over into the music. So if you weren't about what you were rapping about, then, yeah, you get called out on it. But nowadays, um, and now it's just kind of acceptable, as clearly has been shown with the Hashi 69 situation and uh, Akon. Like, it, 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 they won't tell you snitching, air quote, is uh, becoming acceptable in the fucking rap industry. I mean, I see it in, in battle rap, too. Uh, you know, Big K was battling Adi Boom. And, you know, Big K prints out fucking uh, public information documents that, that show that Adi Boom snitched on his own homeboys to, you know, get himself a reduced sentence after robbing a liquor store or something like that. Um, and uh, Adi Boom, he's, he's one of those dudes that gets paid for battles and shit. But, like... It's just it's it's just fucking weird what uh, what people are bringing down. Um, I kind of forgot where I was. 
I just I just want to see the day when somebody goes up to George Strait and talks about how he wasn't carrying nobody's love. Yeah, yeah, I, there we go. I just want to I want to be in that day where country artists are held to that same standard where if you ain't that, really and I've noticed it, I've noticed like that a, it it kind of it kind of moved over into that to the to the country rap uh, genre because that's what I've been really listening to lately is people like Ryan Upchurch and Adam Calhoun, they've, they've actually took over where rap and hip hop was 10 years ago. Like Adam Calhoun really does do what he talks about doing. And he got to the point where um, him and another guy had gotten into a, a little, a little verbal beef, if you will. And Adam Calhoun straight, he got on YouTube, did a video and he was like, Hey, you know, F the nonsense. Let's just, let's, I'm a, I'm a send you a waiver. You going to sign a waiver. We going to get in this, this UFC cage and we just going to fight. Like I ain't even about all this talking. Let's just get in here and fight. And I'm like, dang, that's some like hip hop stuff from 2000. Like that's where hip hop was in 2000. Now these people are taking it over. And, uh, I'll just sit. Fucking! Oh, I had I had I had a fucking great point that I was gonna bring up, and it, now it, now it escapes me. That usually happens. Yeah. Um. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> fucking... I need to I need to figure out how to get these from here onto YouTube. That's what I need. I'm gonna get some YouTube fans going. Oh, that's easy. You, you, it's uh, tunes to tube.com. What is it? Tunes to tube.com. Um, it's a website that relays uh, MP3s um, and uh, like links it directly. You can upload MP3s to this website and it relays it to your YouTube account and it uploads a video. Really? See all this yeah, technology. It- that's what I need to get because I need to get this on YouTube. See, it's on Spotify and stuff too, and I get I get plays off of that. But I can get YouTube plays a lot easier than I can on this app because a lot of people don't want to listen on the app. They'd rather just listen on YouTube or whatever. One weird way of listening to shit. Some people want to listen on YouTube. Like other people want to listen on Spotify. Other people want to like, oh, why aren't you on iTunes? Like, like goddamn, people make up your minds. I know, for real. Like, you got to be on all kinds of platforms nowadays to get fans. That's why I can't wait until I finish an album. And, you know, because I know I'm going to market it. Like, I'm going to have it all on the iTunes and the Spotify's. And, like, I'm going to actually try to get it pressed up in fucking Walmart, too, at least on the West Coast. Well, Walmart, you'd have to you'd have to make sure it's edited because they don't they don't have none of that cussing. You got to have the family friendly. Let's see. Should I do dab or should I do? Or do I even have one? That's it. And... But I, uh, I, I need you to uh, find me, find me a way to get in contact with Murder because I really do. I want to get him on the show. One of these, oh, yeah. one of these times, I need to contact him, get him on here, let him 
let him spit some knowledge to these folks. And uh, Chuck Jackson, that's this you want to look. Matter of fact, I'll uh, I, after we get off here, I'll like link you to his profile. But yeah, yeah, because I I want to add him too, because man, I ain't. Like I said, I, I remember back in the day when he was doing all them funny skits. I used to download them all the time. I still got that <laughs> I, that uh, Lloyd Banks one, too. That, that was my favorite, too. <laughs> he said, grind it on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was another one, too. What was the other? Oh, the motel one where he wanted a smoking room. That I was funny. <laughs> he all said, right. I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man see that's why i needed jamie because i could have jamie look that up right now boom we could be playing it so people can hear it yeah like i and i, and I know murder would be like wow you motherfuckers still remember that shit oh like, man i still i still got them saved on mp3 they're on my phone right now matter of fact <laughs> matter of fact i uh i may even edit edit in where we're talking about this edit in a little bit of the skit I might. I need to talk to him. Get get uh, copyright okay from him. So I oh, put yeah. that on there. Cause I, mean, <laughs> I I got all three of them on my phone right now. I, a matter of fact, when I get off here, I'm gonna listen to them just cause they're funny. He said, "Oh, Doctor Phil." He said, "He said I ain't going nowhere cause I got feathers on my face." <laughs> Murder. You need to look inside yourself. <laughs> Truly. What's beef? You know, steel never had the juice. He said, he said, uh, you know, he said, I wrote a book on how to lose weight. You know why? <laughs> to put food on the plate for my fat ass wife. That's why. That's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and then that, that motel would crack me up too because they were like, uh, he said, uh, do you want a smoking room? And he goes, I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Just some randomness. Just what? random, bro. <laughs> oh, And then the Lloyd Banks would crack me up right at the end. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, this is my jam. <laughs> man, I can't count the amount of times I've listened to those skits over the years. And I've, still, I've let people listen to these skits, and they beg me to fig, to give them to give them copies of this fucking skits because they'd be <laughs> listening and just laughing. <laughs> uh, he even had that uh, that song, uh, "Hey Fat Girl," where it's like, <laughs> do you remember that song? Hey, oh fat? yeah, yeah, I remember that. Starting to look a lot like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid! I tell you, man, that he used to crack me up with them skits and them songs, man. Oh man, bring back yeah, the good old days with them. I, he's uh, he's still uh, he's still doing it, I guess. Uh, you know, he's still working on an album. Oh um, yeah, he on an album since fucking the sound clip for him grew up. But you know, I'll let him talk about that. Heck yeah! Well, shout out to I Murder if you hear this. You contact me. I'm gonna contact you. We gonna do. We gonna do some business. Cause man, I gotta. I gotta have him. I need. I need people on here that's gonna be funny and bring the noise. And bring knowledge. Gotta drop the knowledge on these people. Oh, 
I, I think he get I, he gets banned on Facebook like more than you. Man, I'll tell you, I, I had to make that say because I had that other one made up and I just never ever used it. I think I had like five friends on there, and I was <laughs> like, I was like, man, I really I want to post some stuff, but man, I can't because I'm still bad. I still got like three days left. Uh, of my ban on Facebook. I was I was I was thinking about asking you today too. Like you know, man, how much fucking longer you got on that ban? Yeah, I got about three days because I if I remember right, I checked it today and I have four, and it's after midnight now, so it's it's uh it should be down to three now. But man, it it's it gets tough, especially when it's thirty days, man. And that's how it's gonna be every time I get banned now. It's thirty days. They don't, they don't have that rollover minutes. <laughs> Rollover minutes. They don't have the rollovers where you can drop off. No, no. I don't get credit for time served. No, they don't give you no time served credit in Facebook jail, bro. You can't, I, I tell people all the time because they're like, man, you're always getting banned. And I'm like, it's not that I'm always getting banned. It's that I'm always banned for a really long time. <laughs> like, like, they're like, man, I ain't seen you in, in like a month. And I'm like, yeah, because I've been banned this entire month. <laughs> I know. And it's worse, too, when you see a, a status that you want to talk some oh, shit on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, the, the struggle is real uh, when, when you are banned on Facebook and you see somebody say something just so stupid. The, I, I did it. I got, I caught myself. Uh, it was like a week into my band on this one. And I seen just, uh, I have a few liberal leftist people on my, on my friends list and we're all pretty civil, but I always troll them because uh-huh. they say some of the stupidest stuff. And I caught myself. It was, I had been banned for about a week and I saw this status and I, it didn't click in my head that I was banned. And I typed out this long message. I mean, long. It was an autobiography message, swear to God. Oh, oh. And I was just all ripping everything to shreds that they had to say. And it popped up and said, you can't you can't say anything for like another like, I think it was like 22 days or something like that. And so I was pissed. And so I copied the whole message and I sent it to him on Messenger because I could still <laughs> use my Messenger. <laughs> I had to put in there, I had to screenshot their mess their 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 status and and send it to them and then i sent my reply <laughs> Just you ever, like, ever on messenger across huh like have you ever had facebook had the facebook gestapo block you on on just messenger before like the, yeah they block you on facebook on the timelines and shit from posting anything but have you ever had them block you just strictly on messenger no, I haven't had them. I've had them block me on both um, back uh, a couple years ago when they blocked you on regular Facebook. You couldn't do Messenger either. Yep. Um, but since since they switched it now, I guess you can, because obviously I've been talking on Messenger a lot. Um, I haven't had them block me specifically on Messenger. That would be really I don't even know how you would do that. Like how you would even get blocked on just Messenger—that'd be really weird. That was—I uh, guess you would have to harass the hell out of somebody. <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing. Like I was—I uh, found someone that was a just a, a prime candidate for just a lot of laughs, and uh, I, they reported me to, to Facebook. And instead of uh, you know banning me from the timeline, they're just like, "No, we're going to ban you from talking to people privately. You're going to want to 
You're going to talk to everybody. <laughs> you got to do all your, your shit talking publicly now. Congratulations. That's exactly what they did to me. <laughs> like, you got to... Oh, you want to be a you want to be a scaredy cat and, and hide in the PMs? Nope, we gonna make you do it publicly. Uh, you're gonna give us another reason to ban you, motherfucker. Like I have been, I you know it, it's crazy because a lot of people think that I get banned for things I say, which is the case in some instances. Like I've called people some few choice words, and that's what's got me banned. Like this ban, you were involved in it was that guy who who uh, said that black people, it's okay for black people to say you people, but it's not okay for white people to say you people. Um, that was what got me banned was what I called him because I called him a, a few choice words. I won't repeat them here. Right. But uh, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's why you get banned because you say a lot. My dad, he says that all the time. Well, stop calling people bad names and you wouldn't get banned. I got banned because somebody else said something to me one time. I was I was in an argument, and I alluded to it earlier. I was in an argument with somebody. Uh, it was an African-American fellow, and we were talking about <clears> – <throat> we were talking about something that didn't even have nothing to do with kids or anything. But he got mad and started calling me cracker, honky, and all of this, and and uh, you know, I could have took the low route and said the N word and and talked about his skin color, but I didn't. I just simply laughed at him. Well, he he did exactly what we were talking about. He ran, looked at my picture, seen I had a kid, and he said that he hope. Oh, we were talking about abortion, um, and he was talking about how abortion should be legal because of rape. And I said that that's a fallacy because only 1% of abortions are attributed to rape. And I, you know, I gave my spiel like I do. And he said that he was going to come to my house and him and his friends were going to gang rape my then seven-year-old daughter. And then I would know how it felt to have a child who got raped. I didn't even respond. I didn't even respond. No message was typed from me. I exited the conversation and didn't even didn't even care. And the next thing I know, Facebook banned me. And in the little description, they always tell you what you did and give you a little a little caption of what you did to get banned, right? Right. In the little caption, it was his comment. It was the guy's comment about my daughter. It's like, how does this... I wonder if the guy like clicked on your name on accident when he was banning people. I don't know. I don't know if it was a, a mess up on Facebook's end or if somebody saw it and reported my name because he tagged me in it and they just clicked my name instead of the comment i don't know i don't know what happened but i got banned for 30 days because somebody else made a comment about my daughter Uh, it was so crazy i was ticked i fought it for like two weeks i fought facebook and they came back two separate times and told me that it the the ban was was authentic and that it was legit I got banned. 
on more than one occasion they had a they had an opportunity to, to rectify and see yeah. and go oh crap that wasn't even him that said it and so that's why i am a firm believer that facebook is completely against anybody who's right leaning they didn't offer no get out of facebook jail free card like nope they didn't even give me my free phone call bro nothing <laughs> i didn't get a free phone call i didn't get a public defender i didn't get nothing I mean, it, it's it's a crazy world that we live in in 2020. When was the last time I got banned? Well, I, I know I know it was at the very end of my last ban because you messaged me the screenshot of them banning you for like five days. Because <laughs> I said that because uh, I made the comment to you that you would get out like a day after my, my band was up. And then I did, I got out a day afterwards and then, uh, you were up. And then I, and then I got banned like a week later, (laughs) not even a week later. You got banned. I don't don't think it was a full week. Honestly, I think it was like four or five days tops. Cause see, I came out guns blazing after that band. I came out guns blazing. Like as soon as I, as soon as the band was lifted, I had a whole like, Forget autobiography of crap that had happened over the last 30 days that I wanted to talk about. We was fitting to have a discussion. Hit the yard with something to say. Like For real, I hit I hit that I hit that gate coming out of jail and I was ready to go. I had a whole thing. I talked about George Floyd, about Rayshard Brooks, I talked about BLM. I had like, man, it took up half my timeline when I opened it up looking at it. <laughs> I was raring to go. Hey, like. (laughs) All right. So this is this is almost two hours now. Probably over two hours at this point. Got got all this in here. Um all right. So I need I need eye murders information when you get when you get done and get to it. Um so I can contact him or he can contact me if you talk to him. Um, go ahead and plug the the battle again. What is it? Uh, battle Board MCs. Uh, we got a b- battle event going on in Glendale uh, September 5th. Uh, I'm battling Lost Temp. Uh, de- definitely going to be a definitely going to be a hot going to be a hot event. We got ten battles lined up. Fire. Uh, check it out. It's going to be, uh, you know, $15 for pre-sale tickets, $20 at the door and masks are required. Okay. Is there, is there a way on that, uh, Battleborn MC stuff for, for them to like stream it online or, or is it all like in person? They, they are, they most likely what they're going to do is, uh, they're going to be streaming it. The caffeine app. Um, And is going to be the app for you know uh, all uh, battle related events, uh, but I, I'm not sure not sure what the prices are going to be on that. But uh, I'll update that uh, next week if, uh, if I'm going to be on. So yeah, we'll just I'll just keep you posted. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely keep plugging that until the event. So that way, anybody that can't can't make it out there in person but still wants to support, at least they can uh, go and stream it or whatever. Um, I know, 
I personally always wait until afterwards and then I always catch the clips on YouTube. That's always the way I see them. Um, when I do, um, I, I usually just YouTube it because I know that they have a, a YouTube page that they post a lot of the battles on, or at least the bigger battles anyway. That's how I, I caught you on a couple of them. YouTube at some point, but if you're trying to catch the uh, the live streaming, caffeine's going to be the the way to go. Okay. Um, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to have to get in touch with Diamond Lex and Double Stacks about that. Yeah, find find out, um, and then next week I'll uh I'll let you plug if you find out before then, and that way anybody that wants to do it that way can um show their show their support that way. That's always that's always the easiest, and that's what. Today we're living in the world of easy. Yes, sir. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you sitting with me for a couple hours talking about all things from politics to music and movies, mostly music and politics at this point. Um, uh, having me on again, but uh, we'll get you. We'll get you in next week too. And like I said, hopefully we can get uh, murder in and. Uh, let him let him join in in the conversation and the festivities. I can actually do up to like four or five people um, on one call. So if nothing else, we could get a get a spot where he could you know get in at least for part of the show. If you can't do a whole episode, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. All right, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll holler at you next time. All right, salute. And that's all the time that we have for this episode. Uh, the special episode, the Johnny Ray Debate Show, uh, where I have the special guest. This this week I had Stony Potson, the MC and the uh, rap battle uh, artist. Next week I should have uh, Stony back on the show. I'm hoping to have I Murder, so definitely tune in for that. Uh, like, share, subscribe, comment. Let me know if you want to come on the show let me know if you have any topics you'd like to discuss on the show and stay tuned for the next episode next week same time uh, as well as the regular scheduled show on wednesdays thank you and have a great day